0: Well, we may have given you every possible opportunity to back the fuck out of this episode, but we're here to talk to Drupavish specifically about Avengers Endgame, and we're putting this out as a little solo bubble episode of like 30-40 minutes. Yeah. I can't believe I just said that. This is going to go on for three hours now. Yeah, probably. Shit. The
1: um, minute you put a timestamp on it, we will go beyond yeah. the timestamp.
0: We go beyond Plus Ultra, and then, like, I... Even further beyond. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, over, so that was weird. Um... But this is, but this will be our little Avengers endgame summary. So, if you have not seen the movie yet, somehow mm. I think the uh, global box office is at like
1: 2.5 billion, 2.6 billion. It's sitting, at, it is In no, fact, I think it is as of now overtaking Avatar.
0: So, statistically speaking, you have seen this movie, but if you've not and you're somehow listening to this podcast, turn off now, yeah, go see this film, and then come back and listen to us completely butcher the plotline because it's been like a week or two since we've yeah. seen it.
1: I think like, I can remember. But there are some brain fart moments in the yeah. plot itself I mean it's like there's
0: a guy with a moustache I don't
1: know <laughs> there's plenty of guys dudes with moustaches yeah although the one person with a moustache that I wanted to be in the movie wasn't in, in the movie Rick Ross no Tha- General uh, Ross sorry General Ross yeah Thaddeus, uh, yeah, Thaddeus Ross Thunderbolt <laughs> Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross yeah I thought they introducing Red Hulk because
0: that'd be fucking cool Red Hulk would be helpful in a situation where you're fighting an endless army
1: yeah I mean he's like the Hulk except every so often he can just napalm things
0: um, so, Starting off, uh, we as I've been talking about Cap Mar- or Marvel movies uh, for what, the beginning of this podcast, way back yeah. until the you know, season zero, and we we're talking about it back then. This has been, as we say, the build up of like fifteen years or at this point, close uh, enough. I
1: think eleven years worth of movies, because I think as of two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand. I uh, two thousand eight is when Iron Man came out. So I think we've, it's been eleven years worth of movies. Yeah. Twenty-two odd movies.
0: Twenty-two movies that have just absorbed us completely to the point where this was the cultural phenomenon. And part of what, why we're doing this as a separate episode is because there's been a respect around spoilers for this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, for certain uh, titles, there's been a respect for. For certain
0: titles, but that will we're <laughs> yeah. turning that one in the main episode. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll get that. We'll get to that shit later. <laughs>
0: um, but this has been eleven years in the making, and tasked with an almost impossible feat of just. What? Summarizing the entire Avengers experience in a three-hour movie. Oh yeah, I uh, think there was
1: uh, three hours, and it, it was a Herculean task to try and distill like every like all the different characters and try and get everyone onto this one like one experience. It was just a monumental task for the Russell Yeah, it was the Russell's that directed this. Yes, I'm al- I'm almost always tempted to say Kevin Feige mm-hmm. because he is the godfather. Yeah. He is the one above all.
0: That guy has, like, a golden ticket. As soon as he wants it, he can snap his fingers and become a Disney board member. There's no way he yeah. was not offered that as some kind of genius Machiavellian master of marketing and scheming.
1: Yeah, he could finagle his way into just what Disney, Disney's old job. He I think just they just it. offered
0: him and said, look, you go, like, continue to executive produce as many movies as you want. But here you go, here's your little golden ticket. Yeah. Whenever you feel like you're done with that, come cash out with the big boys. Yeah, like, you can parlay it with us. We will give you some... Money, yeah. We, we will give you enough money to do what we just paid you to do with anyone on the planet. <laughs> yeah, we won't we'll give you, we don't just money. give
1: you money, we will give you mouse money. We, and you, mouse money is a
0: different fucking level. This is the mouse credit card, it's just like a little, shaped like Mickey Mouse's head. Yeah, does <laughs> so it, even, does it scan through? No, it just buys the building. It's
1: saying yeah. you just show it to the guy, and he instantly hands you the deeds and the keys to the building. Yeah, that's how powerful the mouse c- credit card is.
0: But this, uh, the Russo brothers have done fantastically well and just laying out the last couple movies for uh, the Avengers series since I think they did Endgate or that's a war they started off with Winter Soldier Winter Soldier which uh, is
1: the best Captain America movie yeah it's just talking about it's high stakes but it's also personal because it's Cap dealing with his best friend from days past who's now turned against him and who's now working for the people that tried to kill him so there's just A whole hodgepodge. Then from Winter Soldier, they did Infinity War, Civil War, Infinity War, and they finished off with it. I say finished off with Endgame. I don't think they're done. I think they want to keep going.
0: I think again, it's another case of how many of these do you want to make? Yeah, you still interested? We're still interested. You want some money? We got some money.
1: A pretty good feat considering the Russo started off doing, was it, uh, Carpool Enthusiasm or Community?
0: They did a couple episodes of Community. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the first time I heard of them and was being told that, oh yeah it's guys that started there and now go and do this whole other universe
1: yeah just, I think it was more a case of these these people they they have director chops but they also love the source material Yeah, which I think needs to be more of in other realms of directing
0: <laughs> could we possibly be talking about DC you'll never know because this is a Avengers yeah. podcast not that Again, I think just
1: episode. in general going forward for any movie director just love what you're filming yeah, and then the movie becomes so much better because you see seen what the Russell's have done. They love Captain America they love the Avengers.
0: And each one of these films is just layered in with all these little, like, nuanced little jokes and references and callbacks to even just, even within the own uh, the MCU continuity. Oh, yeah. like, there's just all these little things you're like, oh yeah they actually, they give a shit enough to go back and watch all 20 movies before they make number 22.
1: Yeah. And, and that shows up very, very evidently in Endgame. Like, all the little callbacks that are in that, specifically in certain time travel scenes where they go back in time and they get the old landscape, they get the old locations right, they bring back other uh, actors that played these other roles, yeah. they bring them back. I mean, it'd be so easy for them just to do, oh, there's that guy.
0: He looks kind of like the other guy He, we looks, need. Uh,
1: he looks exactly like that guy. Or let's just put a helmet and a mask on that guy. So, yeah. No, let's go back and get that actor. Let's go and get Frank Grillo to, replies, yeah. like, to reprise that character.
0: Yeah, let's have Tom Hiddleston come back because it's been a couple of movies yeah. and we, we kind of miss him. Like, I still do kind of miss Loki and yeah, I think he's, it's, I think everyone went into this movie saying, how are they going to bring back Loki? And yeah. nah, I think Tom nah. Hiddleston's
1: done. Yeah, I genuinely think he's done. He's doing that series on Disney Plus which is all about Loki but Loki's narrating it. He's not actually in it. Okay. Which I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, I, I might be wrong. I'm probably I'm butchering the synopsis but from what I heard he's getting his own spin-off series it's basically Loki's little adventures in space. What we're or saying is forgets. we've got
0: Loki's animated adventures. Kind of like the Jackie Chan animated adventures, but with Loki. And better. And better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very low bar. But, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, the, the overall like, the tone of this movie is fantastic in that it does that Marvel thing again where somehow they balance this weird inter, like interpersonal comedy where it's, it's just various people in various situations. like Almost like, how are we they going to get out of this wacky situation? Almost like a, a weekday cartoon. Yeah. A weekend cartoon. And pace or throw it in the middle of like some of the most epic action scenes that you know have been committed to film, and there's a lot of with this being including some very, uh, like the middle thirds. I'd say it's maybe the time travel segment.
1: Yeah, I think because it it doesn't it doesn't feel like it drags into the time travel segment, but the first half, eh, I don't think it'd be blowing anyone's mind by saying that it does drag a little bit, but that in my mind does nothing. To damage the movie. It helps the movie in the sense that these are broken people. Captain America has never lost a fight in his life. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man, he can always get like he was trapped in a cave in the Middle East somewhere, strapped to a car battery to keep himself alive. He got out of that situation. Uh, Black Widow, same thing. These these are people that have never really been in the unwinnable situation and they lost heavily. Mm. So they take it a bit slower and they show them kind of building themselves back up Captain America reconnects with other people and things oh, maybe losing is not that bad a thing maybe we can move on yeah. but ultimately since they find a way they just think we owe it to ourselves to go out and try it and yeah. that's why I think the opening is the opening works yeah. a lot of people say that it dragged a bit but no the opening is but it you, works for you, the movie you
0: need to keep the, you need to kind of keep the characters down in a bad mood yeah. in a dark place and show them all going through it in their own different ways like Cap goes out to help the community which yeah. I thought was great like it's a great point of if half the people on the planet just disappear, when will you be okay? Yeah. One, I uh, like the fact that it's like five years later. One guy's like, "Yeah, we made it to desserts, and uh, uh, we're made to dessert before we started crying." Yeah, like, yeah, you would just kind of do that. Yeah, the, like the planet would be like that for a while, and you would have massive infrastructure problems. You would have like half your engineers disappear, half your like people who process yeah. waste disappear. Do you know how to like reskill people to get that job done? Yeah. There's not-
1: when you think half the people on the planet, you think uh, the the calculations you have to do there to figure out just exactly the effects of it would be astronomical. But I watched a video on uh, watch the video on YouTube. It's the guy, one of the people that help that does the the series. I can't remember the name of the series. I can't even remember the name of the channel. But one of the hosts on it was a guy called Sam Basher, Who was it was in a SourceFed way back in the oh, day. Oh, he's part of the Valley folk now. No, he's he's avoiding that mess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Sam Basher he'd done a video uh, done a video explaining how many people died because of the snap but not because of the actual snap itself how many right. people were on a plane and the pilot died Ooh. how many people were you know on a on a bus going around a tight bend driver gets turned to dust and the bus just goes straight off the edge how many people were pregnant at the time of the snap and the fetus disappeared yeah it goes into and the, again the calculations would turn Einstein it would just make Einstein's hair fall out yeah, it would turn it back to black, then grey again, yeah. then black, then grey again. And
0: it just burst into flames because yeah, fuck, he would just combust. It. Yeah, I've been wondering that as well. With the Thanos snap, and it was just a weird, curious like thought that just popped in my head. Like, at what point would what would happen if the mother gets snapped, but the baby doesn't somehow? Like, at what point is would we then have the answer to at what point is a fetus a baby? Yeah, we finally get the answer to the abortion argument. We'd know. We'd know the line. Yeah. <laughs> We'd Let's, little, not it, let's not get into that, like that one they just be like a little baby sitting in a ball yeah you <laughs> so remember the like, episode what the fuck uh, is this remember, <laughs> this? remember <laughs> the episode the million dollars butt
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> just every time they every time they uh, go to sleep they wake up and they're just in a womb maybe you've, you've got to be and, birthed every morning <laughs> yeah they've just got to be birthed every morning or maybe uh, the snap advances them through time to the point where they're just fully grown human beings.
0: That'd like, be more terrifying. It would be just ah. Why do you look like my dad? <laughs> one one day you just wake up as a five year old. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> is that? Half you wake up as a five year old in the world well, where well, nobody knows what's going on. You can't speak because no one's taught you English or no one's taught you your native language. Yeah. You just kind of walk around as people are crying and you're just walking around naked with no fucking as to why yeah. Everyone is having a shit fit. Probably and you're pissing you say, and shitting yourself. A planes bit. dropping out the sky, yeah. buses smashing and stuff like cars. Yeah, just rolling down hills without yeah. without drivers. Carnage. Oh, that, like that's, that's impressive. That's a great angle on this whole, on, yeah. the, on the. Thanos I'll try and snap. find
1: the name of the the video and I'll send it along to you because it was really really interesting. There's a lot of animation and stuff involved in it, mm. but it, a really good video. And it did kind of make me think. Surely, surely the writers and producers of this movie haven't thought about that because they've got other things to worry about. Surely they've got their the snap. Yeah, and then you've got the like the, the snap the, is uh,
0: enough to sell you on the impact. Yeah,
1: but then you've got that. This is a kind of little nice addition to the the whole like mythos of the Marvel. It's obviously not licensed by Marvel, but it's a nice little thing. To yeah, put the scale, in, put the snap into perspective, or the devastation they keep calling it. I've heard it being called multiple names. They call it the the snap, or the the devastation, or the. The infinity, what was it? Someone on YouTube I was watching a video, they call it the infinity event or something. I'm pretty sure that's just one guy trying to, you know, yeah. use infinity in it. But yeah, I mean, I, I think if you just, because you think at the snap, he's just like, oh, how bad can it be? Because just clicking your fingers, bad things happen. But then yeah. you pile all the shit on top of it. I think the snap sets you up for a bigger realization of just how much bad shit happens when he just clicked his fingers.
0: Yeah. And I was, uh, this, <laughs> for a good to theories, I've always wondered is the 50% even across the universe is there an entire planet that didn't feel the snap like is it a bell curve situation where like on average about 50% die but mm. there'll be like some extreme cases like one planet doesn't notice it one planet it just disappears like I'd be very curious to like I want to know more about like the weird kind of mathematical workout of the of the, uh, the what snap? about
1: twin planets where you've got two planets that basically orbit in the same space you've got half population on one side half population on the other so technically you could have yeah. wipe at one planet Another planet would be safe. Yeah. Maybe in that again, trying to figure out the minutiae of the snap would would end up frying our brains.
0: I'd love to see like one place where there was like they've just elected the the best governor possible. Like this is the this is the best chance for our people. We've elected this amazing person who will lead us to the future and as he's giving his like inauguration speech he just disappears. He just just crumbles. He's the one guy who gets it. (laughs) Just because of the bell curve, (laughs) he just kinda gets fucked. Doctor, who made a joke like that? Uh,
1: There's an episode, uh, I think it's David Tennant's final episode, uh, where the Master, played by John Sim, his his big evil plan is because the guy's such an egomaniac, he thinks mm. he is perfection. He finds a machine that can basically transport his genetic template across the entire planet. Right. And he basically every person on the planet with the exception of uh, the Doctor and two Doctor because he was off planet, and two other people because the Doctor did some science magic. Right. <laughs> they, they negated the effects. Everyone becomes the master. So uh, he takes over uh, Barack Obama's body. But obviously, they don't, it's a BBC show. They didn't show Barack Obama's face. Right. And he goes, Huh, I have the plan to save the universe.
0: And he just rips it up.
1: It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, Oh, wait, the nuclear launch codes? Oh, uh, gone. I don't know them anymore. <laughs> he just starts fucking around with people.
0: Oh, look, peace in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, look,
1: nuclear weapons. Click.
0: But yeah, this uh, we should probably add to Marvel. We yeah, should yeah. only be Marvel. So, uh, so, I think we talked about the uh, the first act, and I actually quite like the kind of slow paced, kind of crushing moments. I like the fact that you see uh, Natasha Romanoff kind of broken by the situation. Yeah,
1: she is She's looking to try and find ways to help people. Yeah. Uh, try and bring back her friends, essentially. Try and bring back this family that she's built up. Well, around. she just
0: wants to fix things. Yeah,
1: she just wants to set it back. Cause Any
0: kind of positive gain at this point would be good for her. Yeah,
1: anything, even if she just brings back half the Avengers, she'd yeah. be happy with that. But, uh, and. She's trying to... She's organizing different groups. You see her talking to... Captain Marvel, Rocket Captain Raccoon. Captain Marvel, uh, Rocket Raccoon. Is it Okoye? Leader of the Dora Milaje from Black Panther. We Man. really should know her name. I think it is Okoye. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, played by Danai Gurira. Uh, one of the better additions, I think. Because yeah. she's this kind of badass female character. And at some point she just has these really funny one-liners. Yeah. Like in a... The battle in Wakanda in Infinity War when Scarlet Witch just comes in and throws a couple of Combine, like dirt destroyer things into the field, and she goes,
0: She's been up there this entire time. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. She's very kind of no nonsense, but at the same time, like when you have that no nonsense working in a nonsense universe. You just have that as a weird kind of alternative comedic relief. Yeah. She's it, so good at it just delivering lies of, like, yeah. really? Like, we're, this is how it works yeah. with this nonsense? Okay, yeah, sure. And he's just going to get pretty But at the line. same time, like, she doesn't stick in that. It's like, I need my little kind of really moment, and then I just go back to work.
1: Yeah. She's scarily efficient. Yeah. But uh, you, you see, uh, Natasha Romanoff just kind of like, we need to get something out of this. And eventually, they get the relief of Ant Man, who by a fluke returns. That uh, rat. It, like th- like the gunner on the Death Star at the beginning of Star Wars Four. The most important character in Endgame. Without <laughs> the gunner in Star Wars Four, all the run doesn't get blown up. Without the rat in Endgame, Ant Man doesn't come back and kick off the second act of the
0: movie. Yeah. I I wonder about it it was weird to see like someone just kind of be re I we joked about with like the baby just waking up at a five as a five year old. Yeah. Like I w- was wondering if that would be like I just watched him go through that scenario of like, what would you do? You just get dropped into this world with no idea. Like he's just stuck there, yeah. and luckily managed to find a relative. You know, I think it's his daughter. Yeah, that's growing up, and you're like, okay, he gets that little kind of victory, but at the same time, he sees himself as dead.
1: Yeah, because he, he goes to the like the memorial garden. Yeah, and he's just kind of go. He's looking for Cassie Lang, his daughter, and he's just he's seen your own name and the kind of list of the dead. That must be a huge fucking mind fuck. Yeah. So weirdly, it's, it's the most juvenile sentence I've ever said. It must be like a fucking mind fuck, man.
0: Man, fucking you just think about that. Like, think about you're Thanos alive. Is,
1: Thanos is like Play Doh that kills people.
0: <laughs> you're, you're just alive, and then you see yourself, and you see your name, and it says, You're dead. But you're not dead. But you're alive. Because I can see me. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's. It's one of those good things, i like, you forget every now and again these guys are actors, like, you assume it's natural and you see him go through this kind of process and it's like, oh wait, he can actually act. Especially when it's Paul Rudd, who has been, like, the goofy, like, rom-com guy for years. To see him, like, have that really emotional, like, kind of get-together with his daughter, oh yeah, Yeah. he's an actor, yeah, they do that thing.
1: (laughs) When I went to see it, there was a a woman sitting behind me, and she kind of, she walked her husband through this point, uh, through that point, because... He's going right. Was he? he? He was clearly not in it. He was just there because yeah. his wife liked the movies or something. Right. And she's going. Oh, now she, Now she's looking. Now he's looking for Cassie. Oh, you remember Cassie for the that other movie that we watched? And he's just like, yes, make this fucking film
0: end. Was, <laughs> and and he's you're just, at that point. You're hoping the film's going to end. Oh boy.
1: Yeah. I, this guy was not having a good time. And she's going. Oh, he's looking for Cassie. Oh no, Cassie, better not be dead. I love that we said, Cassie, better not be dead.
0: Oh no, she's not doing the thing where she talks like she's at home. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's
1: uh, sake! Pissed me off. Eventually, she stopped because. Yeah, th- someone would have thrown shit at her. I, th- I think someone did <laughs> throw shit at her because I just heard plastic, like being crushed, then uh, uh, hitting something, and then her not talking. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure someone finished her slushie and just went yeet. <laughs> yeah, and she's gone. Oh, no. And then when Cass, when you get when you get that reveal, because Scott Lang is hard, like running through the area, he finds his old uh, whole old house, and feverishly banging on the door, and you yeah. see a girl walking to the door. I immediately thought, oh no, that's Cassie's dead. This is just some this is just some other person that's hunkered down there or something like, Oh no, that is Cassie. Yeah. Oh right, time skip. Oh yeah. You forget years, there was a yeah. time skip because she was about twelve in the last one, it'd be realistic that she's about seventeen. Yeah. Now at that point she just went, Oh god, thank the Lord, thank the Lord.
0: Yeah. I on, on after that, Scott Lang returning brings about the, the kind of the, the theory that this could be reversible yeah. through time travel, but obviously no one's kind of figured out time travel in the Marvel Universe, and yeah. it's, you
1: know... It's
0: Bringing me in my, a bit of a complaint
1: about the movie. Right. I get, uh, Tony Stark, he just kind of, he works through it, but there's no kind of, I think he does it in, what, a night? A couple of, it's, it's maybe, it might not be a single night, but within a yeah. couple of days, he's just like...
0: There's, there's no indication that this is something that takes him several months.
1: Yeah, he just kind of goes,
0: I did it. Yeah. And he says, shit. And his daughter appears and says, shit, yeah. and it's the funniest fucking thing. Yeah,
1: like, Morgan Stark kind of steals the show at some yeah. point. so Like, okay, given Tony Stark a mini me that's just as Sarky as he is, fucking brilliant. But uh, we'll, we'll jump. We'll jump back a bit. So, Scott Scotland, he makes it to the Avengers. It's still, no, they're they're in the Avengers facility. Yeah, and then that kind of opens up the whole thing, where he brings he brings up the idea of time works differently in the quantum realm. But we're gonna need a bigger brain. Yeah, we're gonna need a bigger brain.
0: <laughs> introducing Professor Hulk
1: Professor Hulk I love it simultaneously one of the best and worst parts of the movie yeah best in the sense of I've always loved I've always I've never been a fan of just Hulk smash Hulk with the brain of Banner has always been infinitely cooler to me I've always I've always thought Professor Hulk was a cool character
0: it takes rare circumstances for those two to kind of coexist because yeah. they do kind of hate each other in a weird way. Oh yeah, they do.
1: I mean, Puny Banner is always that one person that stops the Hulk from doing what he wants, and Hulk is just smash, smash. Yeah. But I've, I, I what, what makes you dislike Professor Hulk? It, it, to be honest, it's one tiny bit, and that is the.
0: How does he get glasses that big? No, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you can probably get
1: glasses that big, but uh, no, it's just the point that. You see, Professor Hulk. You finally see this is the brain of Banner and the body of the Hulk and the strength and the anger and the power of the Hulk. you never really get to see the strength and anger part. I get that when you fuse the two, obviously the smarter part's going to prevail. Yeah, I don't need to smash. I can be smarter about this. But yeah, at the same part that twelve-year-old child in my brain is just going. I want to see the Hulk smash Thanos in the face. Yeah,
0: there's one. It's not a massive complaint, but I still think it is a one of the wor- one of the lesser parts of the movie. There's only one scene where, maybe that's kind of the point of that character, though, is to show that this is Hulk with the influence of Banner moving beyond violence and outrage and, like, kind of just going nuts. The only time he does it is to prop up the entire Avengers facility when it gets smashed later on. Yeah. Like, that's the only, like, he busts out to save people. Maybe that's kind of the point of that, and that, and the scene of time travel when he goes back to yeah, Avenger the uh, first Avengers movie and just fakes being the Hulk yeah. by taking a shot and going oh me angry oh just taking the piss out of himself stuffing over
1: things like oh this seems gratuitous yeah
0: he just like throws a bike <laughs> oh me Hulk <laughs> it was I I do like the, uh, the the CGI used for the Hulk it seems very kind of muted and it's one the the great kind of yeah. merging of uh, the kind of the CGI that is now capable and real world acting. And when you see like how he was walking around for a while, you see the behind the scenes footage of uh, Mark Ruffalo walking around as Hulk. It's really funny that it's it's still him. Yeah. Like it's not just like a tennis ball. Like I remember the, um, it was like Lord of the Rings behind the scenes stuff. They're like, they just had a tennis ball and a stick. Yeah. And that was Gollum. And they were, or that was the cave troll as well. I was hear. like, okay, this thing's going to murder you. And it's, just, it's like a, tennis ball and like yeah a ten and they stick. just wave the tennis ball oh it's gonna get you now Ooh, yeah. like I think
1: they've kind of merged the whole like, green screen and motion capture thing that uh, Marvel have been doing quite well for it, a number of years when they yeah. started getting more CG into the armors for uh, Tony Stark and the and the suits for Spider-Man they've kind of melded this and whole green screen CG Guardians
0: of the Galaxy has been huge for that as well because it's you know Rocket, Raccoon and Groot oh yeah yeah I think I think that might be the first time that they tried it that was the first time it really like it hits you like Oh, it looks this good. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: That's why I think they can. They make Groot's movements seem so kind of fluid. Obviously, they can't do it at a certain point when he's shooting tendrils across the. Yeah, they do. They do make it look like natural enough that someone could be doing mocap for this, but almost enough like the character, so it does feel like there's a tree walking about. Like it's not just running around fast. It's like yeah. big, slow lumbering movements.
0: Yeah, um, but that's. But there's one character we did miss though from the kind of chapter one hmm. uh, and it's probably the character's been most personally affected by the fight against that I say like these characters never lost hmm. Thor
1: oh yeah yeah he, Fat
0: Thor chilling in Scotland yeah
1: there's a, there a cameo with a there's, bottle of Embry. yeah there's a wee ember cameo wee <laughs> ember I,
0: I don't know what it is I love that some of the Avengers takes place in Scotland I have yeah. no idea why yeah, the Russos
1: love it the, yeah. I think uh, they're doing another movie and I think it might be Falcon and the Winter Soldier Right, that I think is based in Scotland. Like they're going to have, it's going to be centered around a part of Scotland.
0: Well, the uh, one thing that uh, it's kind of more political, but I do know that we are trying to grow our film industry. Yeah, and I think if we turn and say, "Hey Disney, y'all want to film some scenery? <laughs> we got scenery for days, son." Yeah, I we think got Disney's green not going to the film. Yeah, because between that and say, uh, you know, the fact that Mark Hamill was hanging out uh, as Luke Skywalker on a tiny little island up in the middle of Scotland as well—that was Ireland.
1: Was that Ireland? Yeah, I thought it was in Scotland. That was Ireland. Uh, uh, Because he, uh, I remember after the Last Jedi wrapped, Mm -hmm. he put up a tweet saying uh, at John Boyega at Carrie Fisher or whatever it was, saying, "You guys are chilling, and because I think they filmed part of the big casino scenes or whatever it was in Morocco. You, you guys are chilling in sunny climate here, and I'm freezing my ass off in the middle of nowhere in Ireland. (laughs) Enjoy yourselves."
0: (laughs) I. I like that. As I, say, I do enjoy the fact that there's part of the Avengers' legacy is in Scotland, and it was weird seeing it when it was in Waverley. I can't imagine what it's like for them to just kind of borrow a small coastal town in the middle yeah. of Scotland.
1: I think they've been. I think they would have been fine with it because yeah. when they're bringing in. The the fishing crates and stuff. I genuinely think that might have just been an entire town working. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, just like you may be filming a movie, but we've got work to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thor, who the fuck is that? <laughs> Thor? No, nah. no worshiping pagan gods here, nah. lad. <laughs> That's a way. funny way to spell Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I um, because the 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 Iron Brew cameo is hilarious. The Fortnite cameo is funny for in a very weird way. Oh, I think it was. It's because they have the relationship between uh, Epic Games and yeah, Disney. Yeah. Like there I, is. I the just I
1: didn't like it, but I think that's more to do with the fact that I don't like Fortnite whatsoever. But yeah, what did what I did like about that more was Korg and Meek. Yeah, just chilling, like hanging about, and yeah. it.
0: it's <laughs> so, just good to see Korg again. He's yeah. just nice.
1: It's good. To, it's good to hear Taco Atiti's yeah. voice coming out of a giant rock man.
0: And he, um, <laughs> I just like the fact that he needs, like, he he can't play the game because he's giant rock hands, yeah. but he still needs Thor to insult somebody because he sounds too nice. But <laughs> Thor, when he busts at the anger, just sounds angry all the time. Yeah. So he does sound like the right type of person you' yell at on an Xbox headset. and I'm, Although it was strange to you it being so polite. I'm like, no one says...
1: No, no one's that polite No on one Xbox. holds
0: back that much on yeah. Xbox Live. If they do, they're not playing Xbox. But that was that was a good laugh. Um. Although, the enough between that and Hulk dabbing for some reason I was like this is too weird like, wait did Hulk dab? Hulk dad. I think I might have just pushed that out of my brain see in the diner when he, like, the kids come up to meet him Hulk oh, dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has that fat dab <laughs> <laughs> that I just seemed... I felt bad I yeah. watched it and I was like oh really like the Fortnite thing I can't afterward Mark Gruffle just went I have to do that <laughs> he, just, he just really like I, I know I've asked for this six times but can we have a seventh revision of the script to ensure that Hulk needs to dab I need to know I'm not gonna just yeah. sit here and take this. <laughs> do epic games
1: have any kind of stake in this? Can we just get rid of the dub?
0: Look, we put the Fortnite thing in. Do we need to do this as well? It seems yeah. a bit much. Frankly, this I think we're pushing. Seems, this
1: seems gratuitous.
0: Mm. But, uh, but So we have our like the whole kinda of setup for of the time traveling scene, we then have um these great kind of self aware time travel sequences where the the Avengers are there split up into different teams. Yeah. Big fan of the Nebula Black Widow tag team. Was it Nebula Black Widow? No, not Black Widow, Black... uh, It was Black... It was Black... I was Black Panther. Hawkeye
1: slash Ronan. Yeah. Because we kind of brushed over Hawkeye. Hawkeye
0: being an absolute serial killer? Yeah,
1: Hawkeye. I think the character that they were going for is Ronan, who in the current comics canon is Blade. Right. Who is just... Originally a criminal, but I think Blade picks it up because he realises that as Ronan he could probably... You know, hit people harder, he could probably get to the criminals harder, but I think for Hawkeye it symbolises that he is just without a master, he is just, he's just he's just basically picking on people that are... I felt like he was just being an edgy weeb lord. Yeah, pretty much. He's just picking on people that's like, you survived, my family died. <laughs> really? You people get to survive? Yeah, that I think that was his whole thing but uh, it was cool to see Hawkeye just trying to Make his way through the situation, yeah. I mean, if that was, if he wanted to murder, you know, Yakuza members in Japan and you know, stab people and all over the country, that if that's his way of doing things, it's, fair play.
0: It's a grieving process, everyone's is different. Yeah. He but just he racks up it. a fucker of a body, can't yeah. Like, I think he wastes the entire nightclub he's in, yeah.
1: And there's just bodies skewed everywhere because by the time uh, Natasha catches up to him, there's about 10 bodies in that one set alone, yeah, there's a few bodies.
0: And uh, he, much as being an edgy weeblord. he's he's getting the job done.
1: Yeah, he gets the job done, and he helps out. He he gets the job done then, but then later on, he's just kind of, you know,
0: messenger boy. He
1: he has to run, he has to take the big payload while everyone else is out.
0: Yeah, that's his one real kind of contribution. Other than uh, it was like getting Natasha killed or uh, allowing Natasha to kill herself. He he didn't allow her. <laughs> that yeah. was a, that was a. Did he though? Did he try hard enough? I yeah. feel like you could, could put an extra you know, 10% effort in yeah. there.
1: That was kind of a great
0: in sequence because I think it went on for maybe just a bit
1: too long. I get that neither one of them are willing to let the other one go and they're just yeah. like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. I've lost too much. It's, no, I want to die more. No, I want to no, die, like, die more. Oh, you'll see your friends and family again. I know it. Let me die.
0: Yeah. And uh, I, for some reason, somebody's like, oh, it's great symbolism because... Uh, Way back, they've always, always been talking about uh, Natasha's red in her ledger and it's the red skull and he's got the red face. No, oh, it's all the red coming back. You know, no, it's just you know someone just accepting the fact they would die rather than yeah. let their friend die.
1: That's all it means. <laughs> yeah, the only symbolism in it is that Black Widow, she is kind of, she's solitary. She's a very solitary person, but mm. if she dies over Clint, hopefully what she does can help Clint bring his family back. Yeah. that's the only real symbolism that I think you need to take from that and it's not even
0: symbolism it's just out and out that's the interpretation Fact. of yeah that's, that's her logic there yeah just if I that's do the, this the only symbolism is she lands kind of like an angel like I think that's it I'm pretty sure I've seen that pose like the way her body lands although first of all if you landed from that high it's a splatter yeah you're not finding you're not finding a perfectly preserved like little <laughs> angel <the> <laughs> just with a little bit of a head injury Ooh, I think i think feeling faint, faint and fading out. away no it's like Splash like it's, it's like throwing a watermelon into a fucking ear jet turbine, like yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be nothing left,
1: it's gonna be a black a bl- uh, blood powder. Uh, I think it's the only thing that I noticed about that was she landed in almost the exact same way as Nebula, uh, not Nebula, fucking Gamora, Gamora. <laughs> one <laughs> the of them one. daughters of
0: Thanos, yeah. Um, but there was there's a lot of stuff that you can say, okay, that's good, but at the same time, i like, it was, it was strange, it was a strange scene. I don't know. But at the same time, do you you're right, like it did seem to kind of drag on a fair bit? Yeah. I mean it's not a
1: it's not a major complaint about it. I just think it could have been slightly shorter. Mm. But I mean there's there's a director's cut coming out that adds an extra 40 minutes onto the movie.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: The battle has its own three act structure. Okay. I think at some point during the battle they retreat, bring it aboard, and just start <laughs> drawing it. You know, like you see in the American. Guys, football guys, guys, movies.
0: we gotta just change it up a little bit. Guys, we got, got, got
1: Spider Man, he's gonna catch the kick and he's going <laughs> to run it back in he's going to offload the ball to War Machine who reverted back to his Iron Patriot armour uh, he kind of goes back to the the blue and red instead of the grey and black
0: hmm maybe he didn't have time to like scrub off all the time travel yeah. paint I don't know uh, maybe he just thought I'm, I'm sticking with the why did he have time travel paint I have no idea nah. why he was doing that it was weird because everyone else had the
1: suits that they popped on Yeah, his War Machine armour was just time uh, well,
0: travel the war machine stuff time travel, it's fine it's fine don't it's think fine. about it yeah. y- you've, you've got cripple strength it's fine <laughs> he's got
1: cripple strength <laughs> uh, that, they could have glossed over that again it's like it's been five years I get that it's not just going to be magically better overnight but mm. he still had the the yeah I think he still had the apparatus on
0: but does he not have a severed spine I thought that oh, yeah, yeah, the rocket shot. Are, did, I don't think. Yeah, quite. that's not gonna, that's not going to fix
1: yeah. no matter how long it takes. Yeah. When half
0: the planet's dead, like the priority is not one dude yeah. with a busted spine. Yeah, no, especially not especially when us. you see him walking around. Like, well, That guy doesn't yeah. need help. He's fine. He's, I mean, he put him in his suit. He's flying around fine. I mean, he's better than most of us. tank I mean, I don't have a Gatling gun for a shoulder.
1: No, I don't have napalm in my <laughs> my shoulder on my backpack.
0: Yeah, I think we can just leave. You know, we leave War Machine alone. He's yeah. fine. But I did quite enjoy him and Nebula as a, a tag team duo. They're they're watching Star Lord because they both like. I don't think War Machine and star get on that much. I don't think they have like great chemistry. I think they just kind of they know of each other. Yeah, I think they might have fought at
1: one point. In fact, no, I don't actually think Star-Lord and War Machine have met at all. Yeah. So he's just some
0: dick. He's, he's just some, some dick. Dancing around. <laughs> he's listening to 80s music and dancing around like a dick. It's a rats. red bone
1: and just dancing kick, kicking space rats as well.
0: And and the fact that they don't just instantly go so that's the guy, they're just kind of like, what a dick. And she's like, and she's obviously, she hates him. Yeah, she's not oh, that idiot. She's like, yep, you have no idea. <laughs> Try living with it. There's, there's just something enjoyable with their kind of like weird semi-bitchy relationship together yeah. that like they get on together, but because they hate other people. Yeah. I like it. It was a, it was a good little, like, of all the jokes, I enjoyed that the most for some reason. Hmm. With the exception of uh, when they time travel back to uh, New York during uh, the first Avengers, um, Iron Man watching them take Loki down and uh, you hear not not present Iron Man who's mm. time travel back but then Iron Man insult everyone for standing over him with like heroic poses which is a great moment in the first film when you watch it Yeah, but it's like now with like 8 years of cynicism from that moment onwards where like it, when he slags off the Avengers like yeah hey, you're right why did they just pose like that? It yeah. was so
1: stupid <laughs> What would have been funny is just if at that point uh, Tony Stark from Avengers Assemble just came around and cut Right, let's get the shield guys in here. Let's clean this mess up. I am done.
0: <laughs> I um, What else is there? From that scene. Uh, yeah, the, the fact that Tony, tell, Tony tells Ant, like, he flicks Ant-Man onto himself yeah. and says, don't worry, just yank it some wires. It would just give me a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, he just... And, and passing. And, like, yeah, pull that, pull the red wire, I'll only go into cardiac arrest. I'll be fine i think it's the red wire it's the red wire yeah i'm pretty sure yeah. it's the red wire i
1: won't die with the red wire or is the red wire the lifeline i can't remember
0: <laughs> which one's the backup backup <laughs> yeah. I, I hopefully won't die maybe i won't die. so yeah i the, the time travel sequence was very good uh, the running jokes of uh, Cap being America's ass. Yeah, the that's America's shit. Ass. <laughs> it was um, that, and I, for some reason, because Ant-Man doesn't quite fit with the Avengers, hmm. he's a little too cocky, he's a little off, and because he hasn't had as many movies, it almost feels like they're making a joke that Ant-Man isn't justified in the Avengers, for some reason. Yeah, it kind of
1: seems like he's the, the specialist that they call him. Because like, yeah. they've got the core group of guys, and I'm like, we need that. We need yeah. someone that can shrink down and get into the complex circuitry. Oh well, I know a guy. I can, I can uh, call I got, him.
0: I got, a, I got a guy who could be really tiny, like yeah, he can just shrink down. it, like tiny. And uh, that like running kind of gag seems really funny, especially when like everyone's doing the kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, it's not like homoerotic, but it's like kind of ho- full homoerotic, like man, man jokes to, about guys between guys, yeah. like that can happen sometimes, and you just have Ant Man go way too far like he just he like, yeah I love I love Cap's ass not really the mood guy like now, I kind of think
1: for, for Ant-Man it's just the case of he is he's your he's your uh, your regular Joe character he's just your human hmm. he's he found a suit he's now working for a guy that made the suit he's, he is the the regular guy character in the whole show then when you see him trying to you know bump sho- or ru- you see him rubbing shoulders with the other guys the superheroes he's just trying to act like them oh he's fairly overcompensating fairly a little yeah bit. he's yeah, okay. overcompensating Oh, that's why I choose to look at it anyway. Then you see Wasp, who's just kind of. She, I think she'd probably do the same thing as well. Like, yeah, Wasp would try and probably do the same thing, or just you know try and make Ant Man look even smaller than he is. Just like, yeah, sure, but you, I'm good at what I do, but you're fucking useless. That kind of bullshit.
0: Yeah, I, uh, she shows up for like. I don't think she has dialogue. I think she no. She has a she has a line. I think she has like one line with him when they're reunited. Uh, I I think her
1: her one line is literally, "I read you, Cap." Right. And then that's just a callback to Ant-Man and the Wasp when Ant-Man says, oh, yeah, it was just me and Cap hanging out in an airport in Berlin. And she goes, oh, you're calling him Cap now? That's literally all it
0: is. (laughs) But, yeah, I remember her being there and I'm like, all right, that's the girl from Ant-Man and the Wasp. I haven't seen that movie yet. I should probably see it. It's pretty good. But at the same time, like, she shows up for, like, maybe two or three scenes towards the end. I'm like, okay. Like, she's there, but I don't know really who she is. So I, I kind of go, oh, yeah, she's not a great character. But from what I'd see... Yeah, it's a good point that there would be people who are outside of the main circle of the Avengers who would just be trying to fit in and would just yeah. try a little too hard. Yeah, know? I think that was that
1: was one of the cooler parts, just seeing how all these different people mesh with other people. Yeah, because I still think from Endgame, there's still certain characters that fought in the final battle that aren't really Avengers, and I think you've got you can include Doctor Strange, Ant Man, Wasp, any of the other sorcerers, and quite a few other. Sort of big heroes that show up
0: like I, I wouldn't count the Guardians as being Avengers
1: no 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 I like, think they're their own separate team even, for...
0: like Rocket Raccoon maybe because he could kind yeah. of get along with people but everyone else is just a totally different entity by themselves I do like that the, they've set up Guardians 3 with the core premise of uh, Thor st- will be in it Th- Thor will be in it again <laughs> or Thor will cameo for at least five minutes before somebody kicks him off the ship yeah and Star Lord and Gamora is gonna have to go all the way back to the start. Like, we're, that was a nice little relationship they had together. Like, mm. I do still like the idea of it being kind of like, uh, kind of like almost Captain Kirk banging the alien chick. Yeah. That, that type of that idea, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a lone human wandering the stars, the infinite void. What am I gonna do? Bang hot alien chicks. Bang every female <laughs> alien I come across. And then it's he's stuck with a different Gamora, who hasn't had a relationship with him. Yeah. Who is five years out of her time. Hasn't experienced any, like she just it just so happens that at the time of Thanos' attack was willing to, um, was still willing to get out of Thanos's control and knew that that Although, would happen. actually I did
1: you we know, well can I'll jump to the end for a second here but the Tony Stark's uh, snap mm-hmm. was said to obliterate Thanos and all of his forces, which at the time included, uh, old Nebula and old Gamora. So I'm not sure if Gamora is going to be in any future Marvel productions. I
0: thought we saw her at the end.
1: You see, no, you see, uh, Peter Quill looking up, a, looking on a computer, trying to find Gamora. Right. She's in the battle pre snap, but then once the snap happened, apparently Tony. This is confirmed by the writers. All oh, right. Uh, that when Tony Stark eliminated Thanos and all of his forces, that included Nebula and Gamora.
0: Shit. Which is pretty shit, because I, I like
1: yeah. Zoe Saldana in the Guardians movies. Yeah. Maybe they can try and find some comic book way of bringing her back, because death is never permanent yeah. in comics.
0: Because of oh, because of her being in Avatar, she's now part of three of the highest grossing movies of all time. Like She's oh, yeah. in all top three, <laughs> except all for top three? Avengers, uh, Infinite War. Not, oh, yeah, obviously yeah. there's Titanic, like, kind of sit in the middle, but three out of five. Yeah. Like, pretty good ratings. Yeah, like that's on. pretty damn good, yeah. Um, she's but, a pivotal point in all of them as well.
1: Yeah, like the Gamora story is always a a standout feature in all the, all the yeah. last two Avengers movies.
0: Yeah, and it's, she's really good as Gamora. Like I yeah. want, like it's a shame that we don't see her in, or I hope we see her in. Yeah, I'm God, hoping. The, I'm hoping that she comes back. Like there's all of the cosmos. Like there's all the possibilities out there, or we could just get a new one. We could just find the new Gamora, try and drag one from another timeline. But hey, Doctor Strange, buddy, how's it going? Yeah, did enjoy um, the, like his mentor. Again, oh, yeah. not seeing not strange, but like her the interacting with the Hulk, and but like, I can't deal with the Hulk. I'm just gonna knock Hulk down. Bruce Banner, like I'll bring yes. your soul out. Let's have a me and you Let's have a yeah. chat. I
1: thought that was pretty cool because I, I really, really liked the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, uh, and seeing Tilda Swinton as the Sorcerer Supreme was really, really cool. Sorcerer Supreme. I think they call her the ancient one. They don't call her the Sorcerer Supreme until the end. Right, because the Sorcerer Supreme is a title. And so she was the Sorcerer Supreme in the in the comics, and that title was, that became a title which was passed down. Right. And I think in this one, it's just she is called the Ancient One. No one knows her name, but her title is the Sorcerer Supreme of whatever universe they're in. Yeah,
0: but the the time travels are all really good sequences. I do like that they do turn into like a weird mini heist.
1: Yeah, the the time heist, which a lot of people see as a as a Doctor Who reference, because they have a time heist episode in Doctor. Right. I can't really remember. I stopped watching it, after.
0: It's it's just it's called a time heist because they go back in time. Yeah, they go back and, and do a heist.
1: Yeah, it's maybe not it's overcomplicate fun. things for kids. It was pretty fun to go back and see older sets from other movies. Like you go back and you see the the ancient one. You go back and you see the battle in New York. You get to see Cap against Cap, which is
0: which is pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a good like kind of weird mixed martial arts boxing match. Yeah, in
1: and seeing way. how younger Cap kind of kicked the shit out of five years older Cap. Yeah, which I think
0: it was. I mean, eventually he got the upper hand, but he had to fight slightly dirty. I think. Bucky's alive. What crack? <laughs> I, I do like the uh, I, I do like that all the Cap wins by being sneakier because it does show that he's he's not the good old boy scout that used
1: to. Yeah, be. he's not the good soldier. Yeah, which I think works really well in showing the character development for a for a Cap.
0: But he still has America's ass. Yeah. <laughs> the number of just shit posting like on oh, his yeah. Twitter must be unreal. My must favorite be every frame of a movie he's in.
1: My favorite caption on any picture, was the picture, it's a picture of a uh, Cap leaning into the direct, one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra members and just going Hail Hydra. He's in, Hail Hydra. Yeah. And uh, the caption above it says, when you've played the level so many times you know this, You know how to do it quick. <laughs> and it's That, I'm is, that is
0: such a good joke because I think it was like episode one of our current podcast we were talking about the Hail Hydra controversy where it, it's unbelievable that Cap yeah. would be saying Hail Hydra. And no, well, there, there was a reason for that and it was yeah. explained just people jumped the gun and as they are, want to do, just fucked everything up.
1: Yeah, but people need to read the Secret Empire book because it's so fucking good. It's not as good as Injustice, which I think is directly... You know, they seen Marvel, seen DC doing justice and thought, oh, what would the Marvel version of that be? And obviously it's Captain America turning into the yeah. Dark Side.
0: And uh, that was... I do... I, I feel like there's a little nod. I feel like there's a little kind of like wink, yeah. wind, nudge, nudge nudge to the comic book fans, which I liked. Right, I thought it was pretty cool. And especially because it's Captain... Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, like... Giddily walking away, like I got away with it. Captain America just kind of Ca- going, I like, the Spear, I just told a lie. Ee! And he just kind of walks away, and every, like, all the Hydra guys in the elevator are like, he's, we win. He cap's on our side. <laughs> no. Just like we got Captain America, and just,
1: hmm. I Something don't think was wrong about it.
0: did, this. but they're so smug it just makes the scene that they're all kind of like <laughs> we win, evil wins the day, yeah. and now we shall begin the next thousand years of our glorious Reich and then you're like, no dude, you just nah, got you played just got like, over. you got played by a fucking boy scout yeah. <laughs> get fucked <laughs> uh, but yeah the, so the time heist uh, kind of concludes and we we're just about to see the kind of like, how do we do a snap Yeah, and then Thanos appears yeah. a time travel Thanos like he's Thanos from the past Thanos from the first Guardians movie which would be in 2014 so it would be 5 years post yeah. 5 years previous even and this Thanos is a completely different beast I love that yeah I think
1: this Thanos uh, younger Thanos sees that he's already done what he needs to and that gives him a completely different level of arrogance yeah he
0: is kind of more ruthless I My thing that I noticed is that Thanos in the first Infinity War uh, movie is a weird kind of puppet master. He doesn't do very much yeah, personally. Yeah.
1: He sends people out
0: to get shit for him. He has his people, he has his honour guard, he has his daughters, and they do the work for him. Hmm. But in this one, Thanos is pretty much down to himself. Like, yeah, those honour guard are all there and they yeah. all get absolutely slaughtered. Oh, yeah. But this is a Thanos who's like, I'm fixing this. Myself, like I know this works, I need to see it through myself. Oh, yeah, and it's a primal savage force.
1: Oh, yeah, he's, he is not fucking around this time. He's seen that he, what he's done has worked, and he sees that people are working to try and stop it. He's
0: thinking, No, I'm gonna step up and I'm gonna stop that shit now. This requires the ruthlessness of a tyrant who's willing to oh, set, sa- yeah. like, personally shotgun half the planet in the face to see make things happen. Oh, yeah, although oh, one thing I will say that works against him is that stupid fucking weapon. <laughs>
1: I A lot have of people no are saying that he's that taking is. the blades off the Thanos copter, and <laughs> that's his weapon. <laughs> I'm personally sticking with that reference, but it's the most impractical weapon of all time.
0: I wouldn't mind so much if there was clearly enough space for two hands, yeah, in the middle, one and handed. have it like Darth Maul's lightsaber. Yeah, but he does he doesn't use it like that. He, he has like one, one strike. There's only enough space for one hand yeah. in there. It just bugged the hell out of the entire movie. The coolest
1: part is when uh Thor with. Mjolnir and Stormbreaker just does double lightning on him and he's yeah. spinning to try and avoid it yeah that's the coolest part
0: of, part of it when he just spins both blades but, but how is, weird would it be like it would be so much more perfect for that character if Thanos being as brutal and savage as he is just shows up with double space machetes yeah all he has to do fucking to do. cool but instead
1: he's got a weird double edged sword with space enough for one of his giant purple titan mitts yeah with one blade pointing down the way, if he's holding it straight in front of him, like, he's got one blade pointing up towards his enemy, mm. or if he's got one blade pointing out towards his enemy, the other blade is pointing at his armpit. That I weird? thought they
0: were double-edged. No, it's
1: double-edged in the sense of, if you're holding it straight in front of you, there's a blade going along this way, and there's a blade going along
0: that way. I, no, I thought both sides of it were
1: no. double-edged. Uh, if, you, if you look at the thing that was just a blunt side, if you're looking at, if you're looking at it like I've been saying, is just the top side blunt? It's kind of like a katana. Mm. You've got the blunt side on the so single-edged
0: bl- but double-sided. Yeah, in a weird
1: way, it's blunt on the edge that would be facing you if I, you're holding. I like the idea you. that that's
0: why it's a sword. It's just confusing. But is it a two-ended? Is it a two- double-bladed sword? Well, technically yes. Technically but, yes, it's double-bladed. But, but if you think about him, and that time he's edged. already killed them. Like, yeah, he's already throwing it through their faces. He's already just like, dead. Yeah, with I, his
1: weird space metal that can break vibranium.
0: Yeah, the chip like. Cap got a new shield and that was it was good to see it was kind of like hey we we got this for you buddy like we No that we, was the same
1: shield. Oh that, yeah, well, that, that was it, his Vibranium shield that
0: uh, Tony takes off of him at the end of Civil War. Yeah, but like he gets it back and it's like oh yeah you yeah, yeah, give me yeah, cap yeah. again like we we had this cape as a spare don't tell anyone. You know. yeah. Um and then he gets it back and everything like 30 seconds of an actual fight it's shredded.
1: Oh yeah, it's destroyed.
0: Uh but it, we get uh it gets made up for. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, w- w-
1: We'll, we'll backtrack about because we've kind of we're jumping around a bit. We'll try and keep it as as methodical as we can.
0: Yes, <laughs> as methodical as a podcast literally called Gibberfish can. Yeah, I
1: think we have jumped around so much. I don't think it counts. And this you said half an hour at the start. We're, we're approaching the hour mark now. Yeah, we knew this would happen, but <laughs> yeah, we we does. power
0: on anyway. So, what did you want to go back to? Because we, at that point we've had uh, Hulk yeah. snap. Yeah, we've had Hulk snap, which I think was a really
1: good character moment because it shows that uh, Hulk. Previously, it's just been the big brute force. Yeah, but it's nice to see now that he has a almost like an almost a key crucial role to play in the entire entire thing. Because Tony Stark, I assume, just looks at the energy output of each stone and just makes a gauntlet that could contain that. Because yeah. there's no way that he'd be able to match what the frequencies the or any kind of things, and yeah, using base metals. I think yeah. he just goes right. I, I need to make something that can contain the energy. But when they find out that the snap would kill a regular human being with just yeah. dose after dose after dose of gamma radiation. The Hulk steps up and goes, "I'm the only one that can do this without
0: dying." Yeah, you need to let me I'm, do it. I'm made for this moment. I, I think literally made
1: for this moment. I thought that was just a really, really, really good scene. I thought it was Hulk. more
0: to do with, uh, like because this whole like the Infinity War starts with the Hulk being beaten into submission by Thanos to the point of being afraid of Thanos. Yeah, he can't be Hulk for Infinity War. He has to and he's used the Hulk suit. Yeah. from Iron Man. So I like the I like that from his point of view of character growth of, he's now like he's so unafraid of Thanos now he's willing to take Thanos' power for his own.
1: Oh yeah, he's now. I think it can it kind of becomes a, a sense of I've studied my enemy, I know his power, I'm willing to use that power for myself. I'm well. I'm quite interested to see how they're going to deal with that in subsequent Hulk movies or movies yeah. that the Hulk's in. I think because they have stated that uh, the damage to his arm is permanent.
0: Which is a shame because one of the good things about Hulk is Hulk can regenerate. Yeah, to I certain extent, not to the point of like Wolverine or Deadpool. No, it's, it's pretty much if he gets if he gets cut, yeah, like bisected, uh, his arm pops off.
1: I'm pretty sure he can just regenerate an arm. Yeah,
0: but one, I don't know if Hulk's ever been battered hard enough to take him down. Yeah, a true. single drop of blood, and then just kind of. I don't think it's a single drop of blood. I think if
1: he's intact, he can regenerate. I think yeah. Wolverine's a healing factor is just to an nth degree that he can regenerate from a single skin flake.
0: Yeah and uh, I think that's it's going to be a real shame if like as much as I enjoy Professor Hulk I'm never going to see him Hulk out again like really fucking lose yeah. it when there's so much that could be done although unfortunately we've already kind of plas- passed Planet Hulk so yeah, we'd find another thing and unfortunately but the thing about Planet yeah. Hulk
1: was just seeing that Hulk's found a place where he can just smash the living shit out of anything and he does not want to leave the yeah
0: I think the, the problem is though that every other Hulk storyline leads to the Hulk being imprisoned, or starts with the Hulk being imprisoned and then battering his way out and making an enemy of everyone on the planet.
1: I'd be kind of of interested in seeing, and I would look forward to seeing a She-Hulk pop up. Yeah. Just have a... I think it's his cousin? Yeah, it's his cousin. Yeah, just pop up and be... She could be some kind of new Hulk, but that's the thing, she's permanent Hulk.
0: Yeah. And she has a better 50-50 split of her personality and yeah, the she, Hulk side
1: she's more human to the like, she's the human with Hulk power. powers not the Hulk yeah
0: so yeah I, I think we could see that working I'd, it'd be great like as, as we're talking about like this movie phases out a few characters yeah Hulk can't be that far well there's not much left with the Hulk I think yeah which um, is a
1: shame because they never really used them they used them for the Incredible Hulk which is a, a so-so not great not terrible just a yeah. kind of it's a good to advance the yeah. plot line type movie And you've seen him used in Thor Ragnarok, but again, outside of the main ensemble movies, there's not been a shit ton of
0: Hulk. Which is another reason why I find Planet Hulk a shame, is because that's where he's a great character. He's an individual, he's an interesting character, and that's where it's like, oh, we're we're not doing that one? I guess we'll never get to see the Hulk as a character now, we'll just kind of figure it out as we go. So it was... Like I, I, think if they're gonna do something else, it would be like She-Hulk related or another like Scar or yeah. something like that.
1: Yeah, Scar would be pretty cool. Um, but to bring Scar in, you need to have him go through the whole Planet Hulk thing, because Scar is Hulk and the
0: the Royal Guard's champion.
1: Yeah, the Royal Guard for, who has the old power, or whatever it is. They have yeah. a kid.
0: All I'm gonna say is, which he can was Hulk a, out at the age was, of five. He was a gladiator <laughs> champion. You think someone's not sending him women? yeah there's he's, a chance he's got he's, he's a bastard son up there somewhere
1: he's getting some alien booty yeah. well, that was the cool thing about Scar he was five years old and he could Hulk out yeah. imagine disciplining that
0: child <laughs> <laughs> like oh you broke the TV you know what I forgive you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to be spanking but then I realised you can punch through the house so yeah, we're not going to do you broke the that. house last time yeah <laughs> Um. so yeah we get uh, Hulk's snap and Hulk's then snap. that with to problematic issues for yeah. like further down the line um, then the double agent Nebula
1: scene which was pretty cool because everyone's yeah. just it was funny and oh my good buddy Nebula oh shit and she's shit. just kind of go. I'm pretty sure there was one point where uh, War Machine turns and goes hey Nebula we did good and gives her the punch in the shoulder and she just goes oh yes yes that's who I am yeah
0: <laughs> um, she's essentially summoning uh, Thanos uh, to like the place in time to just wreck the Avengers shit yeah um, which is often, like as far as like disaster movies go the Avengers always been kind of pushing it like it used to be back in the day it was like uh, Independence Day set the kind of bar with one up the White House, and now it's just gotten further and further and further down the line. Yeah. We now just wrecked an entire small island for the Avengers facility. Oh yeah, just to have somewhere to have a fight in. It was amazing. It <laughs> was pretty awesome. <laughs> you want know, to talk about a shock and awe approach to warfare? Thanos nails it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then there's the the final battle scene. Oh yeah. I think we're left I with think just we're yeah,
1: we're wrapping up the final battle scene. I'm glad that this is going to take the longest because I have watched a lot of movies. In my twenty-seven, almost twenty-eight years on this planet, I have never been more ex, like more ecstatic than watching this scene. I don't think I stopped smiling for a second. I was grinning like a fucking idiot. This is like all the battles for Return of the King mashed into one. Oh yeah, I mean, there's just so many bits to talk about. I mean, the the first battle when you see uh, Tony Stark. Uh, Thor and Steve Rogers walking towards him you're just thinking the fucking Marvel Trinity's here yeah. and, you just, and you start smiling then you, you see Thor grabbing the two hammers from start to finish there's not a dull moment at the battle of that battle yeah. it's just so fucking it's so the, well done as well the
0: one breath you get is just before uh Dot Strange opens up the gates yeah and you get all the Wakandans come through all the monks come through uh various yeah. other Avengers pop through just like oh we're alive too and like to Peter Parker shows up. All these yeah. people just appear back on Earth. I get there was a really cool callback at that point because it calls back to Winter Soldier mm. when
1: uh, Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers are out running and Steve Rogers keep running past him going, on your left. Yeah. Like, you, you should be ashamed of yourself on your left. At one point you just hear, because at this point the shield's broken because the only person left standing to fight uh, Thanos is Captain America. Thor gets pushed aside despite having two hammers. Yeah. You think he'd be unstoppable, but... PTSD is such a thing.
0: I can't remember what happens to him. Uh, Thor, get- just, Thor just literally gets batted the side Oh yeah, I was thinking he got gassed because he's fat. Like he just he, he threw a couple punches, but, Whew no. forgot how to move with all this fat on like, just- <laughs> that,
1: that was one of my least favorite things about Thor because Thor Ragnarok is him dealing with PTSD. He's lost, he lost his hammer, he lost everything, but he eventually beats Hela because he realizes that he's stronger than the hammer. Infinity War, uh, same thing, dealing with the after. After effects of Ragnarok in the start of the movie he gets the new hammer he builds back up to that super strong power mm. then end game happens and then he's just and we're right back to basically before Ragnarok again just thinking it's a good way to limit Thor but I just don't think it was the right way to do it
0: I I look say but ultimately
1: I can't think of a better way
0: yeah because you need to it's the thing with the same way they kept kind of Captain Marvel in check in this movie is to basically take her out of it as much yeah, as possible make her piss because off if, for a movie if she shows up like, there is no Thanos problem. Like, Thanos yeah. is not a problem when you've got Marvel on the planet. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, you need to have that character there because we need him as the character. We don't need Thor's superpower yeah. until the end. So I'd say that, you know, like, he's there for the start of it and he's he makes a decision to Thanos, which is hilariously, yeah. like, brutal. It's like, whoa! <laughs> We're yeah. going this hard this fast right then. Yeah. We have a movie on our hands. We
1: have now just set the tone for Thor in this movie. He isn't given no shit. Yes.
0: And but then it becomes Thor has regrets and Thor like yeah. as much as that helped, it didn't help at all. Yeah. So As I, much
1: as it was a closure for him, it didn't it didn't further the yeah. plan much.
0: I was kinda of hoping to see slightly less Thor? Like, it, like, I he... was
1: done with Fat Thor by the time they left New Asgard. I was fucking done with Fat
0: Thor. <laughs> I still think Fat Thor is hilarious. Every I now and mean, again, it just... was
1: funny, but just in yeah. terms of the story, I was like, right, we get it. And you yeah. know, for a fact, you're inviting other people. Just going, Marvel or so 2003 fat-shaming people is prevalent in I movies d- again. I
0: did see the fat Phobia things. Yeah. They were hilarious. I'm not. We're not going to talk about the SGW yeah. side of this movie because it's it's too funny. Like yeah, it's too much it's, fun it's in this it's... movie to indulge the. Yeah, HGWs. let's not dull
1: it with. You know, bullshit like that.
0: But I, I there's one last the Fat Thor has one last purpose. We're not there yet, but um, we we do have the the awesome battle scene, and I have never like I've never seen a movie control a room this much. Yeah, I. Didn't Everyone is it. quiet. I was I was in a room full of like people who were like just out of school. I went out at like four o'clock in the mm. afternoon. I was like, I'm gonna be stuck. with my fucking screaming kids yeah. listening to this movie. I've been waiting like ten years for this yeah. thing. I I need this movie to be great, and they're gonna fuck it up for me. Nothing. Not a f- yeah, like. Not, there's
1: no chewing. No over the top bullshit.
0: There's a couple of like moments where everyone can enjoy it. Like uh, Tony Stark daughter saying shit yeah. that gets the whole room every time. Yeah, that was. I was pissed myself laughing at that point. That was pretty funny. Because kids swearing is hilarious. And yeah. there's a couple like Natasha Romanoff dying. That gets everyone. Going, oh yeah, there was a <gasps> uh Steve Rogers picking up me on here, dude. I'm not the gonna- entire room cheered <laughs> I, I fucking cheered as well I
1: thought I was with one person that's just kind of it was fucking lame bro <laughs> I, my, that my entire it's been so foreshadowed we all knew it was coming dude shut the fuck up because <laughs> I remember at one point the entire cinema was just going yes fucking <laughs> fucking uh, Captain America's picked up the hammer at one point uh, from the back of the cinema shit you not <laughs> word for word what the guy said oh yeah Captain America picking up the hammer that shit is new <laughs> I was
0: fucking pissing myself laughing. and he said like, a, like you know he budged it like two movies ago yeah <laughs> like, we, like yeah it's being foreshadowed but like the importance is the moment and this is the moment when I, it feels like you're about to hear somebody go yeah bitch fights on like <laughs> yeah but that guy just this shit is new this shit is new what I, think mean? Mean? I think he was
1: made just like this shit's cool or this shit is awesome but not I don't know but either way it was just, funny
0: just <laughs> imagine somebody going, oh yeah this shit's on fleek yeah <laughs> Excuse me. We use that. We do we still use that now? But, uh, <laughs>
1: uh, one of the one of the people that I went to see it with was just uh, he, he doesn't get excited about anything. He, he'll go he'll go and see any movie, but he he won't like it. He's just one of those assholes. Right. But he was just sitting there going, "It's fucking lame, dude." And I went, "How is it lame?" It's one of the best parts of the cinema. Because yeah. uh, we went to went to go and get a drink afterward, and we're just sitting, you know, you know, eating a eating a McDonald's, drinking milkshakes and stuff. And it's just it was fucking lame, all those people just showing up. It's was, it was too much, man. I mean, I mean, asked them, what would you have done? You know what I've done? Punisher. Like, Punisher would have died in two seconds.
0: Punisher's a passion. Yeah, Daredevil. Just
1: really good with guns. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or oh, bring Daredevil in there. Daredevil would have died in two seconds. There's no one from the, the Netflix cinematic universe that would survive this battle.
0: Daredevil's key ability is his ability to hear people's locations. In a all-out war, yeah, in a battle in, a, that was in millions, an apocalypse, yeah, that was millions of people. <laughs> that guy is going to be having a seizure. Yeah, he's just
1: twitching on the ground. But
0: uh, is, is everyone everywhere? What am I doing? Yeah, what? He, he's just punching himself <laughs> in the face. But I,
1: that was only the only.
0: <laughs> There's one option. I have to kick my own ass. <laughs> you go ahead, there, devil. We'll just do the <laughs> thing. Matt over Murdoch, here you do you. But yeah,
1: that was the only complaint I heard about Everyone, as you know, as you're walking at the sound of my people just go, "Dude, that was fucking amazing." Yeah, and I didn't hear a single minus the. That dude that I went to the cinema with, yeah. I went. I think there was about five of us that went, and uh, everyone else was just going, "Dude, what well, but this part, that part, this part, yeah. that part?" And he's going, "I don't know. I just didn't like it that much. It was all lame." You're so wrong. You're, You're so trying wrong.
0: so hard, bro. I'm I'm yeah. proud of you for being that edgy, but yeah.
1: the whole way home I was just
0: I was just saying I was just like,
1: dude, you need to drop the whole I hate everything shtick because it's yeah. not funny anymore. And, but it was just bad. I mean, F- Professor Hulk is that even a character? I mean, yeah, it's a character. That's a, it's a
0: serious character but it yeah, recurs um, multiple
1: times. Yeah, let's let's skip past that part because that's a that's a a tin of worms that I want to close. I, uh, uh,
0: there was one thing for me that um the the kind of past the football scene. Uh, with the gauntlet where they're like okay we just need to like stop that. Thanos I love that like the, the following through and uh, one thing that caught me off guard though Spider-Man's uh, extra suit thing where like he has the little bit attached to him and it's the eight other limbs uh, oh the, f- f- the spider limbs yeah and it's like okay kill mode activate you're like what's kill mode gonna do holy shit yeah he just stabs people in <laughs> it, the brain the machine's AI it just goes Everything's a target, and it like proceeds to wreck the shit of ten of these weird dog monsters. Oh, the outriders! Ah, uh, yeah, and they just like they all start piling on top of them. and it's first, it was great, like yeah. it's, but it's like that Have came you seen out of nowhere.
1: Spider-Man: Homecoming. No, all right. In Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, the whole he gets a suit from Tony Stark, but it's limited. It has all yeah. these different capabilities, but he's running what Tony Stark calls the the training wheels protocol. <laughs> so eventually, him and his uh, his best friend, a guy called. Ne- Ned Leeds is his name he's basically the sort of the friend slash man in the chair that helps him Uh, they're they're fucking around with the suit they find a sort of import, and they start saying oh what's the training wheels protocol so they disable that and then his first venture out with the new suit with Mm. all the unlocked features he comes across the people that he's been uh, tailing it's the I think it's the shocker and a bunch of his cronies it comes across those guys and the the suit has the AI I think it's called uh, Karen yeah or he calls it Karen and he says and Karen says, uh, or what uh what version of the suit would you like to activate? And and he says, Or any version that's gonna help me take out these bad guys and and he goes Okay, activating instant kill mode. <laughs> and Peter just goes, "No, I don't want to kill
0: anybody. Just you know, make it regular." But yeah, instant
1: kill mode is a, a callback to Spider-Man Homecoming.
0: That's good. I, I just I, I saw that. I was like, "Wow, that was that way a dark fast." Yeah. <laughs> and it, it passes off to Falcon, I think, and then it goes to yeah, you pass
1: it to Falcon,
0: and then that goes to Hawkeye,
1: to Valkyrie.
0: No, because oh yeah, because Hawk- oh, yeah, it goes. Hawkeye takes it from. I mean, I think doing it was fucking, Hawkeye, Spider Man. Yeah. I can't believe we're doing play by play. Initially, I think, I Hawkeye. Tony t- Romo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simon Zebo. Uh, o- Ocho Senko came back for a Ocho game. Cinco. That was weird.
1: Ho Seiko.
0: What the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> but,
1: aye, uh, and a guy in a witch mask.
0: That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah, like it aye, goes
1: Hawkeye up. has it from when the building falls. Yeah. Uh, I think the Hulk still has it on. Yeah. And then he passes it off to Clint. Clint fights his way out of the rubble.
0: Clint going through the tunnels is horrifying. That was amazing. That I fucking was, loved that. That see. was so, like, that was on your, like, that, you look at that go, I don't think he's going to make this one.
1: That was Resident Evil type shit. I yeah. loved that. That was beautifully shot.
0: It was great and it was, it's yeah. great action cam and it's, um, it's the kind of constant build up of like, are they are they going to get this out of the way? Yeah. Is it going to get to kind of safety? Yeah. Um, I think, because I think they actually passed, like, it's not that they passed the gauntlet. I think Spider-Man still has a gauntlet he gets passed between Falcon I remember that because it's Falcon passes it to. he puts her he puts Tony uh, he puts uh, Peter Parker on uh, Valkyrie's horse yeah because I think it starts off uh, Black Panther takes it from Clint gets
1: wiped out almost immediately (laughs) because he he, he has this badass moment of Clint Pass me the gauntlet. I'm not going to try and do the, the Wakandan accent because it'd be racist as all hell, but yeah. he takes the gauntlet, he runs for a bit, drop kicks a couple of outriders <laughs> and then gets instantly dropped to the floor. He, I think he fucking line-out throws it to uh, <laughs> Spider-Man and Spider-Man just started running through it, and yeah, he does. Yeah. Spider-Man and the gauntlet just get passed around because yeah. he goes from... Valkyrie catches him, throw or he... I think Falcon pulls on. him
0: out of the pile of corpses that he made. <laughs> I, he,
1: he throws him up there. He thwips onto Mjolnir. Yeah. Mjolnir carries him around for a bit. Valkyrie catches him and then he lands down there. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel intercepts yeah. him. And then you get the fucking brilliant scene of Spider-Man and his 12 mothers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I the, the one thing, that, look, just before we hit that, like, because I, I actually quite enjoyed that scene, I want to talk I to thought you about it. Was brilliant. it. Yeah. But there was one part of, and it was nothing to do with the actual thing, I think it's just because of the, the cinema I was in, the some of the CGI of Valkyrie's uh, Pegasus, which I love, it's an it's fact it's the fact that we have all this advanced space technology she's and just a Pegasus. <laughs> she's, she's got a horse. But there was something about there was and a, a dragon's of, tooth. There was a bit of an artifact uh, thing issue. There was all like, a lot of pixelation. It mm. stuff was moving too fast. Yeah. So like for that scene, almost that's it. Well, I'm gonna buy this the whole thing on Blu-ray anyway when it comes out. But well, is in
1: the the movie or are you going the whole Infinity Saga?
0: I'm thinking the whole thing. Like I I don't have them. Like I don't have a physical see, copy. I'm kind
1: of wishing I'd waited for a bit, but see yeah. before I've kind of got them all darted around, so I may as well just buy. them as they come out.
0: Well, I might just I might just go for the box. Oh, yeah. I, with, I don't blame you. With Disney sealing everything behind the vault for the next decade or so, hmm. it's gonna get a bit iffy. Try watch, and getting a nice big box would be awesome. Like, oh, yeah. what you want to watch? Let's watch the entire Infinity Saga. Here it is in one box. Yeah, here's there's a, there's a three thousand hours, two thousand <laughs> uh,
1: minutes of yeah. footage. I think that's pretty cool.
0: And, uh, but there was just some artifacting there on the screen that was like, nah, that kind of looked yeah. a bit shitty. Um, and it was just, I, I think, think it was just
1: because she was meant to be moving that quickly. Maybe they hoped yeah. you didn't notice. No, but I
0: could see pixels. And I'm yeah. like, that's not good. <laughs> so I, just, I don't know what it was. Part of me just like, freaked out. And I'm like, I thought was, that was a great, like, I know where people are, know where they moving. I wanted to see that in a bit more clarity. So hopefully by Blu-ray I can't believe we fucking glossed over one of my favourite parts of this whole battle. Well, Pepper Potts suiting the fuck up.
1: Oh, yeah. That was fucking badass. When you see her land, and the faceplate opens. I was like, Was it rescue her? Fuck Yeah, I was I was like, I turned to uh, my brother who I was sitting there with her. I was like, See, fucking
0: Pepper Potts is in the fight now. Yeah. Well, when we saw her, like, uh, Iron Man's been working on something for her, and yeah. you're like, It's a blue and gold Iron Man suit. you know, I remember that from somewhere. Yeah. And it's just part of your being like, the fucking rescue? You're working with it. I'm like, I remember Pepper Potts is at some point in an Iron Man suit. Maybe yeah. he's building that, and they actually use it. And she shows up, and it's, it's awesome that she just has. Octopus laser arms, yeah, fuck it, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you see, after the whole pass the ball scene, we get to uh, the fucking charge, uh, like the, the the kind of female front of charge, yeah. Which the like I love it, it's awesome. My one gripe is, does Carol Danvers really need an honor Guard? I no, don't think so. Does she? Fo- she just punched through a starship. Yeah, that was
1: like, that was one of the badass, one of the most badass reintroductions. All the gun which she does the, was it the
0: basically Superman
1: re-entry now, so that's the uh, Thanos is getting uh, shit pushed in by Scarlet Witch which was fucking awesome to see yeah. Scarlet Witch just going you killed Vision I don't even know who you are bitch oh you fucked up now <laughs> Scarlet Witch just picks him up and just burns him and then he does the, the rain fire thing then yeah. They'll f- start firing down on the planet, and then instantly turn up to see Carol Danvers, and she just fucking dragon punches through <laughs> shit. She's just blowing up things left, right, and center.
0: And it's it's awesome. it's like, okay, we saw her do it with a Kree ship, yeah, before, and you're like, okay, but that was yeah, it was one of like an armada, yeah. You, and then you she goes Thanos through Thanos' ship, capital ship, yeah, like it's fucking paper. Obsid- no, is it called the
1: Obsidian? <laughs> I think it might. I think it might be called called the, the burnt ship. up piece of shit. Now that's it's, what it's, it's called. <laughs> the,
0: the dead ass ship. <laughs> dead, dead ass ship. It's <laughs> like dead ass ship. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she goes through that, and it's uh, like paper. <laughs> uh, my one thing was like, a part of me was going, does she need it? But I'm like, she doesn't need an honor guard. But I do need to see the scene. Yeah, I do not need to see that. We just see this all assault of just these. Like, it, I think with part of my theory behind it was. Because uh, somebody was saying, oh no, I don't like that scene. I just, I mean, why do we need a female front of the scene? I'm like, because five minutes ago, the key action scene was the, was the trinity of Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, just punching Thanos in the face. Like, just them punching each other yeah. in the face. <laughs> like, do you remember the Team 4 Star Bridge episode where it's uh, Piccolo and Android 17 just kicking each other? Yeah. And you have Android 18 on the sidelines going, this could not be any stupider. (laughs) I imagine that as being any given woman in the audience at that point, who's been dragged along, for or who's been seeing a couple of these movies, is like, I'm not that interested, and in this movie they've killed off Black Widow, the female Avenger. She's the original female Avenger, as much as there are other female characters.
1: Uh, She's the OG female.
0: As a cynical marketing move, that was a great scene to be like, look, if you're a woman, you're being annoyed by how this movie turned out, do not worry. There are all of these amazing female characters yeah, and that's thing is, all
1: these badass women
0: there's not a woman on that screen that you go what the fuck is she doing up there yeah the most you can the closer you get to that is Mantis, but she's funny so I'll yeah, let
1: it pass let's well, not downplay how strong Mantis is yeah she, she does that to one point Thanos.
0: yeah she at one point had him like all fucked up yeah I
1: mean, when they're trying to get off the gauntlet before <laughs> she fucks him, him up go- on
0: Saturn as well yeah yeah like I just watched that and I'm like she actually yeah she is kind of powerful but like maybe it's just not a power I can see on the battlefield yeah I think but if
1: Peter Quill didn't pistol whip Thanos I think she would have been able to subdue him for a bit longer yeah. but let's put it this way Thanos is one of the most mentally and physically strong beings in the entire Marvel, entire Marvel universe she just manages to calm that motherfucker down yeah. for quite
0: a bit of time yeah so I, you see that scene and it was just awesome you could see every them in, in play like, oh shit this is like th- there is more than enough female potential in the Marvel universe yeah. I think they might be trying to get some kind of A-Force movie on the go which yeah. is just all female, yeah, uh, uh, Avengers. And based on how it's done, you'd watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it. So yeah, that that charge is amazing. And just seeing uh, Carol Danvers, just like you think you've seen fast before in this movie. Like, oh, everything's moving so fast. Her just going forward. Yeah. Her, like from zero to sixty in like a blink of an eye is like whoa.
1: <laughs> Did you see she gets another Goku moment?
0: Uh,
1: when she's fighting Thanos and Thanos is just headbutting her and she's yeah. just taking it. Yeah. How is that not Frieza fighting Goku when Frieza punches Goku <laughs> in the face and Goku just turns? <laughs> that is yet another fucking Dragon Ball moment. But that's what I like is that she. She is, at this point, I think she yeah. is female Goku. <laughs>
0: She's female Goku. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm fine with that. Th- there was the scene of her and Thanos going toe to toe. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a mixed martial arts thing. Again, like it's another kind of like. It was kind of similar to like how Black Widow was taking people down in earlier movies hmm. where it's like she's using like she's like getting up on them and using like her body weight to drag down a bigger hmm. opponent. She has that moment with Thanos and at the same time it's also just straight up throwing punches. Yeah. Like Thanos has to pull an infinity stone out of the gauntlet. He has to rip the power the it, stone out. <laughs> put it in his hand and then just punch her in the chest to move her. Yeah. You're like whoa. <laughs> this is the like when we've been wondering how Captain Marvel plays in and after seeing Captain Marvel, oh that's the power level she's on. I think that goes... Actually, she's a bit further on than you thought yeah. she was.
1: I think at this point, she's she's built her powers, she's trained her powers from Captain Marvel. She's had fucking 20 odd years yeah. since the, the events of Captain Marvel. Yeah. To just build her powers, fucking yeah, 25 years old to build her powers. And because of the effects of the, the Tesseract, she's ageless or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so she's now honed her powers to a totally different degree. So it's now getting to the point where she could probably just, if she wanted to, like, just stick her hand in Thanos's chest and just rip out his giant yeah. purple titan art.
0: Well, I mean, when they when they do the initial assault at the start of the movie, her like she punches through the bottom that like she smashes through the building that Thanos sends you know, to hold them in place. Yeah, and like has him in a chokehold. Yeah. by herself, and then like someone else comes in to like grab one arm, and then someone else grabs another arm, and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have her uh, like our scene of like we need to, like getting the. Getting the gauntlet out, mm. and it's um, it was awesome. I just watching that, scene, I was like, "Huh, this is how you do the kind of like female positive moments." Yeah, right. Without being a total dick about it, so yeah.
1: And it was, I th- it was one of the definitely one of the many highlights of the battle scene.
0: Yeah, um, and then we hit the kind of emotional low point. Yeah. Of you know, Thanos finally gets the gauntlet, and Tony Stark rips the power stones out. Yeah, or the, all the infinity stones out. Uh, which is preceded by
1: yeah another good character moment when uh, Tony Stark because it looks like the battles on the Verge of being won yeah and he turns to Doctor Strange and say so in that in that reality that you've seen us winning what happens and he says if I tell you what happens it's not going to yeah. happen
0: like yeah is, is this the moment is yeah, this, is the, this one the one moment? in forty million? yeah and
1: yeah. then you see the whole like, him holding up the finger with the, like, the one finger and it's just okay this is the moment that we don't want to happen but it is going to happen anyway and yeah. for the for the the story to end in a satisfying way it kind of had to happen I think
0: yeah because uh, Tony gets the gets the power stone or gets the stones yeah he gets, all, yeah, he gets the infinity stones his uh, the kind of nano machine aspect of his suit comes out again where like yeah. it morphs to form its own gauntlet and he snaps and it's yep. like whoa yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a that happened like it happened pretty fast and with the, the classic line I am Iron Man uh, Bang! <laughs> a lot of people were were complaining.
1: that she's "Oh, how did he rip the infinity Gaunt- the infinity stones out of the gauntlet?" And I said, "Well, he made the other gauntlet. Yeah, maybe it's just Stark technology. Recognising Stark technology, yeah. is like you eat. I'm taking these. Yeah,
0: like he's is that? Does he rip it? Out of, does Thanos have his own gauntlet? Or no, is he, Thanos takes. Yeah, the, he's stealing the Stark, the Stark gauntlet. gauntlet. Yeah,
1: and he just he goes to grab his. Yeah, uh, there was a the secret eject button. And he just, no, one noticed He, he, he just a little. He tapped
0: yeah. the palm three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the buttons just pop it. And uh, yeah, and. We see all Thanos's forces disintegrate, yep. including Thanos just taking one last seat. Something about him sitting down is weird. Yeah, like it's, it's that's his it's, his it's thing. It, it's I think it's for me it's weird seeing
1: Thanos sit down because he's that fucking huge. Yeah, it always looks like kind he always looks hunched over.
0: Yeah, he doesn't fit sitting down, but at the same time, a lot of the time it's a really iconic thing for Thanos to be sitting. Yeah. But it's um, I mean, it's all he
1: did for the first couple of movies. Yeah. He just sat down and looked it, at people. Occasionally, he just
0: wasn't in the movie. He just would be there to sit down. Yeah. Um, and this is where it all ends. This is how the Infinity War ends, basically. And this yeah. is this, this is the Infinity Saga. Uh, uh but we, End. you know, as we have seen with Hulk, who loses like an entire limb, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Tony gets fucking annihilated. Yeah. Watching that, that him whole... all shredded up and all burnt out and stuff was yeah. like. Horrifying.
1: Yeah, that was that was a strange one to see because throughout these entire movies, you're used to the idea of oh, they're superheroes, they'll bounce back. Yeah, but then because I, it was a bit of foreshadowing when you see Hulk pick, putting on the gauntlet, she's I'm the only one that can do this. Mm. I can take the radiation. No other human can yeah. do this.
0: Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah, hint,
1: hint, nudge, nudge. Tony, don't do this. <laughs> but when you see Tony doing this, because there's always that thing that Tony could never there was there was that uh, argument from Avengers Assemble, so that you're never want to make the sacrifice play. You're never want to you know put the team ahead of you that kind of bullshit and yeah. then you see him putting everyone ahead of him yeah like mm-hmm. even his own because he finally got what he wanted through all the movies he just wanted to settle down you know wife child he finally got all that but just be the, a relaxed billionaire yeah just know. use his billions yeah <laughs> make some shit like, nah that's not gonna happen unfortunately the, the 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 job that he does
0: is not gonna let him yeah so then he, he does the snap and uh, it's the good which is it's weird that for some reason like his wife and mother of his child gets a little less time but has more to say with just a few words like the you can rest now with we'll a callback to the dialogue about like could you figure out time travel and then just leave it alone hmm. or would you have to get involved and he's going to have to get involved yeah. and then this is how it ends and we knew this is how it was going to end and that he would die Yeah. to fix this to kind of solve the Thanos problem hmm. and but for some reason like Peter Parker gets the scene more <laughs> yeah he he,
1: he kind of steals that scene from what you would think would be it'd be a fairly Pepper and Tony have a uh, heavy scene. Yeah, you'd think it. Right, surely they're, they're going to close that loop. No, it's Peter. He's going. We won, sir. We won, sir. Sir. <laughs> Tony, Tony, don't
0: be dead, Tony. <laughs> dad, please. I mean Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he just lets out the dad, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's awkward." <laughs> It'd be even worse if an Uncle Ben. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Uncle ben, ben, I mean Tony,
0: I mean Dad, I mean what? <laughs> I mean, did you know you Pepper, you want to take this one? I'm I'm good, I'm done. Pepper, I'm gonna go and web swing. <laughs> I, I'm gonna leave now. You see him finding a circle of lampposts and he's just going round trying to walk out. You okay there, Peter? No. Oh
1: nope. <laughs> Tony Stark, Uncle Ben. Then and Dad. I'm, then Dad, then Uncle Ben again. <laughs>
0: I'm not doing good <laughs> I mean, this is a bad day <laughs> <laughs> a bad end <laughs> so we then have uh, the horrifically resonant funeral yeah because everything gets wiped up and it is now just a case of saying goodbye to Tony Stark the original like yeah. uh, Captain America's the first Avenger yeah. but Tony's the original yeah. he's, he's the Captain America may have been the first Avenger
1: yeah but Tony Stark brought people together yeah brought the group together
0: and that funeral scene is like it's a great one. Like it's, it's a weird nostalgia trip to go back to showing. I can't remember who the guy's name is, but he's the executive from Iron Man One. Like he's part of. Oh, like, uh, John Stark Favreau. Industries. Yeah,
1: John Favreau. Uh, he plays a uh, Happy Hogan in,
0: yeah, in the movies. And he him just being there for the funeral and just kind of like making sure everybody's okay, like being the godfather. At, like yeah, I in think a weird man.
1: I think he's now he'd probably
0: be something with Morgan. I really hope that he's in more movies as like the kind of like tie in. Well, to He's
1: like, in. The older he's stuff. in a. Spider-Man Far From Home alright he's the kind of oh
0: yeah I did see him in that yeah he I saw the trailer for that movie as well yeah
1: he's the kind of mentor character to uh, Peter which is good Like, I like that yeah, I, I mean I've always been a fan of John Favreau Iron, people don't like
0: Iron Man 2 I thought Iron Man 2 was great but yeah I've always been a fan of John Favreau so the the funeral's there and where I said Thor has one more duty and it's to relieve you of the emotional burden of that fucking scene because by the end of it you're like I'm really washed out yeah Ha, Fat Thor's back. <laughs> <laughs> what's Fat Thor going to do? <laughs> oh, what was he going to do? Robbie's belly of it. Oh, he's fucking going to do it. <laughs> so yeah, like that was when you say like you didn't like Fat Thor and you thought it was overplayed. I'm like, okay, that I needed that. Yeah. And that, you, again, like it, it, talking I'll about get... con- talking about control of an audience. That is another one that was kind of like everyone got the laugh. Everyone kind of yeah. like, ooh, we got through that without crying like a bitch. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fat Thor's definitely that kind of. They picked me up. It's just like, oh god. Uh, what we're going to do now? What is the next step? Like, oh wait, there's there's story's fat. <laughs> he's, he's got a beard. He he looks like Le, he looks like a uh, Lebowski. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Lebowski jokes during the time oh, travel setup up. Jesus Christ. My
1: favorite my favorite joke actually was when uh, he's sitting in the chair with the sunglasses on. He's got a beer in his hand. I think Rocket Raccoon trying to talk to him, and Nebula just goes,
0: "Is he dead?" <laughs> brilliant. So the best thing is like we talked about like Iron Man making the jokes. Like Iron Man makes the joke for, with the the flashback scene. To Avengers one. Hmm. Obviously, Thor has no idea who the big Lebowski is. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man makes the joke anyway. Come with you, move it Lebowski. And nobody thought he was gonna go, hey, that hurts my feelings. Yeah. Like Thor's just gonna just going, big what? <laughs> but Tony is like, I'm making the joke anyway. Don't give a shit. <laughs> Pulling my little cart and I don't give a shit. Yeah. And uh yeah, so like we come back to Fat Thor uh saying goodbye to Scotland, uh giving the kind of queen of valhalla title to valkyrie yeah he kind of
1: he can of cedes uh, the new asgardian throne
0: to yeah. valkyrie which I, i'm like okay cool uh like i guess if he's done like if he is still kind of soul searching after all this is done it makes sense for him to not try and lead an entire people or entire like uh town of refugees yeah it does make sense in that regard but at the same time is that all the asgardians that are left like, yeah. A small time like worth... Yeah, I, mean, I, I was, was surprised if
1: there was any of them left because you know Thanos destroyed the ship. Yeah. And I doubt Asgardians can survive in space. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's got to be some jets and pods and stuff you can maybe, yeah, maybe.
1: Away. I mean, Valkyrie survived. Yeah. Maybe some, she took a whole shit ton of people with her.
0: There was some way to get off that ship, yeah. but there's no way Thor should be leading those people when he's not sure yeah. of who he is anymore. I think Thor... Because Thor's signed on for five more movies. Five?
1: Five. I mean, that's is, that is unconfirmed, but I've heard two, between two and five movies that he signed on for, but I know he's extended his contract mm. to include the new Avengers and subsequent uh, couple of Thor movies couple of Thor, mi- Thor 4 and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 are the two that he's definitely signed on to do. Yeah. And uh, Thor 4 is set to introduce uh, Beta Ray Bill Alright. Who's the I can't remember the name of his race but he's basically a person who's who can take the, str- he could in the comics, he could lift Mjolnir, yeah, and he was worthy enough to do it. So Odin created Stormbreaker for him in the mainline Marvel universe, right? But obviously they can't do that, so maybe he goes back in time, and steals Mjolnir from himself, and gives that to Beta mm. Ray Bill. I don't know. Um, but it'd be cool to see Beta Ray Bill show up because he's he's a he's another Thor-like character, but he's a bit more
0: he's a bit more weird than out there. He's a guardian. He's a perfect. He would yeah, be he's a guardian character. character yeah. yeah. Um. Actually, thinking about it. Do we know where Mjolnir went? Right? Mjolnir just went
1: back to Asgard, back to Thor. Because remember, at the end of the whole this whole movie ends with him. Like he's got Stormbringer and Mjolnir. Yeah, no. Uh, when, because when uh, Steve takes the stones back. Yeah. So he gives the time stone back to the ancient ones, So technically, the Eye of Agamotto still functions as the Eye of Agamotto. Yeah. Which we'll probably play into Doctor Strange two. Uh, he takes Mjolnir with him and goes to back to Asgard to put the ether, yeah, the reality stone back in Jane Foster. Yeah, so he just takes me. He takes Mjolnir with him. Right. So Mjolnir's back on Asgard because they reset the timelines,
0: which is a fact that a lot of people seem to forget. Yeah, <coughs> so everything still plays out the way it does, yeah. so that it kind of closes the loop. It closes but,
1: the loop, but as they say, as the Hulk explains, time travel works in the Marvel universe in the sense of you don't rupture that timeline. The mainline timeline continues, but. From that point you take just say I travel back in time, I take my wallet from that Mm timeline. The mainline time main timeline continues if I put the wallet back. Yeah. Or a new one continues. A new one continues from the point where I steal the wallet and then something different happens. But if I go back and take the wallet back, mainline timeline continues, but the alternate timeline also continues. Yeah. So it's all about different actions create different
0: paths. Is actively creating a multiverse as opposed yeah. to just letting one timeline run ahead. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, so that's, we probably should get to the point where we explain that Steve Rogers is going back in time and living his life. Yeah, he lives his life with uh, Peggy Carter, which
1: is going to lead to a very awkward conversation. If at any point he's uh, babysitting Sharon Carter, Peggy Carter's niece, <laughs> it's just because that's going to be like, oh, oh, you're Sharon Carter. Ugh, um, I don't want to remember the future now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so that was. It was. It's a weirdly. It all happens off screen. Mm. My favorite part of it is that Bucky says, "Want to tell me about it?" He like, "No, no, nah. just just for me. It's it's just my thing. Yeah, I need to do it for myself. You knew it was gonna happen because it's a good point that Bucky knows it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's not. It's not. See you soon. It's see you later. Like it's. I know you. I know what you're gonna do. Yeah. Um, but that's
1: what uh, the amount of times again. It's heavily foreshadowed in the movies. And the amount of times. He flicks open the the compass and he sees the picture of Peggy Carter. Yeah. He's thinking, there's time travel. I don't think Cap's going to die. I think Cap's going to
0: age out. Yeah, and uh, that's... Talk about a bittersweet moment. Old man Cap looks a lot like Joe Biden. It's a really weird thing, but I just thought... Because I saw, I think it was like a day or two after Joe Biden was going to be running for US President and I'm like, that guy looks like Joe
1: Biden. (laughs) I I heard in an original draft of the script that was going to be the Stan Lee cameo old man Steve was going to be Stan Lee because um, when he shows up and it, obviously it's going to be Stan Lee just going
0: that'd be a bit like maybe I, it's I, now with the context of Stan Lee being dead yeah that would have been a bit much that would have been really hard to take in the cinema just sit there going wow this is like this is because like, it would explain all the other cameos maybe that's just Stan Lee uh, it's old man Steve checking <laughs> up on you. <laughs> that would be amazing, but it does mean we have to explain how he gets to uh, the world for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Like, how does he become a DJ there? No, he, <laughs> what was it was he was a hairdresser like <laughs> that because he cuts Thor's hair. Yeah, he was the hairdresser. Like yeah. He, I mean,
1: how does he end up talking to the the Watchers? There's I and mean, there's a lot of things he needs to explain. There'll be a lot of questions, but I still think it would be pretty cool just yeah. to see, you know, old man Steve and his cap and it's, it's Stanley just yeah. passing off the shield to Sam Wilson. Yeah. Um, it would have been, for me, been a bit much. But I think it would it, have been cool. But at the same time, yeah. I think they did the right thing. And now that you've said that he looks like Joe Biden, I can't get it out of my head. I was
0: really stuck in it's, there, it's, isn't it? It's, it's weird because I, re- I,
1: I, re- I rewatched. I'm rewatching Parks and Recreation. Yeah. And Joe Biden pops up in a couple of episodes that I just I just watched. Oh. Because uh, the main character, uh, Leslie Nope, played by Amy Poehler. Yeah. She's a huge fan of the, the American government. And she fucking idolizes uh, Joe weird Biden. Weird
0: thing to be a fan of, but okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's her whole weird character arc. But she fucking idolizes Joe Biden, and she gets to meet Joe Biden in an episode. And now that I can vividly see what Joe Biden looks like, I'm thinking <laughs> back to old man Steve, and yeah, it's it's, it's in there now.
0: J- Joe, the only thing is Joe Biden has better skin because yeah, slightly it's, better hair on uh, old man Steve. I mean, how? I mean, yeah, he went back to the 50, He went back to 1940s. Yeah, because he he died he disappeared after World War Two. So, he would have had to age, I mean, 70 years, yeah, close enough. Yeah. At least 70 years from being a 28-year-old, well, I suppose he'd be ageing from being current-day Steve, who is, if you ignore his him being frozen, probably in his 40s. But that, that still begs the question. 110? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> 110, still capable of, and able to walk himself to that bench. Yeah, but the I
1: think the super soldier serum was kicking it over to him, even yeah. get him to that point. do yeah. You think... I think Peggy would have died Could years Could you imagine before.
0: if he didn't live? Like, if he died, like, something, like something killed him, something, like, he just aged it. like, he was like, I've probably got enough time, I've got enough, like, uh, gas in the tank to get to that point. Yeah. He just dies, and, like, those two are sitting there, like, for an hour. Walker goes, Steve! <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck is Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck Steve? <laughs> but, this, I've, you just made me think of a question.
1: Right, so, Cap goes back in time, he lives out his life with Peggy Carter. The frozen Captain in America... 70 years later mm. does he get thawed out, uh, thawed out and does he just run about to, like, 2000s era America? America
0: or? My theory would be that uh, Did they both both exist simultaneously? But or? we never see Cap go after Peggy uh, and the, like. our Cap never went after Peggy yes, so boy, we can kind of theorise that their Cap wouldn't do that either because it'd be weird to show up 40 years later on some sort of thing like, hey honey, I'm home from the war and she'd be like that was 40 years ago also who's this guy <laughs> and she points to why are you young again slightly older Steve Rogers <laughs> he's like oh this shit ain't funny why are you young again <laughs> it'd be great <laughs> just Steve Rogers but, I forgot I did this shit, shit I'm still frozen in 1945 <laughs> motherfucker but my, my theory was that well he died on a top secret mission he yeah. would never have, unless Peggy doesn't digging, she would never find out about it uh, but if Steve Rogers was to return and come home from the war hmm. by time travelling he would come back before she would get suspicious of like where'd he go oh yeah so she would never look for him because if he's oh. if he's home we're, we're she's not gonna go looking for him is she yeah and at that point he defrosts he comes he comes out in the 90s or two, early 2000s or whatever and then his movies take place oh. that was my theory on that right, anyway it could be because there's out. a
1: scene in Winter Soldier where uh, she sees Steve and she, she goes oh my god Steve you're here maybe it could just be oh wait you already were here Maybe, why are you young again? Well, that's <laughs> like it, this is a new timeline. Like, yeah. Cap going back creates a new yeah. timeline of events, but at yeah. the same time, but you still have to create. Yeah. Would that then become an alternate timeline where Steve went in the ice and then the rest of the Avengers movies happened? Yeah. I don't know. Or would it always be Cap lived a normal life and time traveled back? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Trying my, to figure it out will probably make my brain explode.
0: One idea that I I'd thought would be quite cool is that what would happen if you had the Steve who goes back, who's been through all the Avengers movies, who's had all that experience, him mentoring fresh out the ice Steve that'd be pretty cool yeah just old grizzled cap and current cap although not really grizzled cap because it's weird that he like he doesn't he just gets older he just looks like old cap yeah he doesn't like get grizzled or it doesn't seem like he seems happy and get that, which is nice which yeah. is what you want he, he,
1: he's expecting people to look a bit more veteranish, but mm. you now it's just now he's I think he that, this was his reward for doing all the shit that he did yeah he gets to go back and he gets to live that picturesque life that he always wanted
0: to with, with Peggy yeah so that's and of all the ways, it's really it kind of give you every ending possible. Yeah, they they wrap shut up quite nicely. Yeah, and as we say, as we say at the start of the three-hour, almost hour and a half podcast yeah. on a three-hour movie, this was a mammoth undertaking, and we think they nailed it. I think they nailed it. I, I definitely think they nailed it. Um, like I said, there could have been things that I
1: wouldn't. I, there could have been things that I would have done differently in the sense of I would have done, I would have maybe you know, had Hulk actually fight uh, Thanos, but yeah. it would have been a losing battle considering there's only got one work in hand at the point. Yeah. Ultimately, I think, yeah, the the, the Russo's just absolutely knocked out of the park in every way, shape or form that they could. Yeah. It's just, like I said, mammoth undertaking to try and wrap up 22 movies, 11 years worth of uh, movie history, with one movie is a Herculean task that they very, very much rose to the occasion.
0: Yeah. So... I guess this is real weird, but like, thank you to everyone involved. I've been thinking about this a lot recently with uh, like, Game of Thrones finale. Like, Game of Thrones is now wrapped up. Uh, we're recording this oh, yeah, uh, Wednesday, the 22nd. I know. Um, of May, what the fuck you spoiling it for me. The main episode, <laughs> Have yourself done, behave yourself, Dom. Behave yourself. But one of the things that's come out of that is been issues relating to season eight, and then there's been. A great statement by Sophie Turner because there's been a petition to rewrite season 8 of Game of Thrones.
1: which I think is kind of harsh.
0: Again, main episode. Yeah, main episode. But the main thing that Sophie Turner pointed out was that is unbelievably disrespectful to the people who... Hundreds of people who spent like a decade working Mm. on this. And the same thing goes for the Marvel movies. Like, they nailed it and they got away clean. Fucking perfect. Yeah. Cannot believe we got to see that. Like, that shouldn't have happened. We should never have had 22 good movies. Wrapping up in such a crescendo,
1: yeah. To end in that kind of way is something that you. I don't think we'll see again for a while. Yeah. I think the next bout of Marvel movies could be the next time we see something this big and yeah. this epic.
0: I mean, do you remember when, like, people? Would, there was a, a running thing that the third film in the trilogy always fucks it up. Yeah. How far? Like, how many times has that rule been broken with Marvel? Yeah, they've they've yeah. that
1: quite. They've managed to avoid that, quite easily.
0: So for the. Three thousand minutes? You say of edu- of uh, amazing entertainment content. I think
1: yeah, three thousand minutes of total, uh, run total time. For, uh, total runtime is oh, uh, is the Marvel yeah. So current Marvel cinematic universe.
0: So I mean, thank you for that. Cause unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah ridiculous.
0: Ooh. As
1: someone who who grew up watching the the nineties X Men uh, cartoon, the nineties Spider Man cartoon, and nineties. Uh, Iron Man cartoon, I would, I would never thought I would see these characters translated to the big screen at all, or so effectively, and I think that kind of comes down to just everyone in the Marvel Cinematic, or Marvel Studios, just nailing it, like, yeah. from the casting of Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, from the casting of uh, Steve Rogers, to the casting of Black Widow, that's just, there, I don't think they missed a step, Yeah. and I don't know if it's just incredible luck, or just incredible planning, but either way... It's something that I am ridiculously thankful for because yeah. I never thought I'd get anything like this. As someone who used to read, as someone who used to, used to read comics, as someone who reads comics, you always think, "Oh, this would make a good movie." But it's only now that I would be able to, I'm able to see how good movies can be made out of these comic books.
0: Yeah. Can you just, imagine if you time travel back to sit next to like Ten Year Old like, Dude? You know they make a movie out this, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Ten Year Old. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. They can't. There's no way they do this. Because that thing is, up until two thousand one, two thousand Spider-Man. Yeah, the L- this L- was not on the ballot at all.
1: No, the early two thousand Spider-Man. I guarantee someone in a in a boardroom said, "How cool would it be if we made an Avengers with the X-Men characters, Spider-Man, and introduced all these all the other different cool characters." I the the just been laughed out of the boardroom.
0: I guarantee you somebody says, i want to make a Spider-Man movie and we're not going to do it for a joke. That point you get laughed out of the room. Oh yeah. You don't get to say, and the X-Men, and the Avengers, yeah. and Iron Man. Somebody says, I'm going to make Spider-Man. That dude had to fight for it. Sam Raimi, you fucking yeah, mad lad. It was
1: the same. I, I think over at DC, they threw about the idea of doing a Justice League with Michael Keaton's Batman, uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman. Uh, they were going to get Michelle Pfeiffer in there as Catwoman, and they were instead of Wonder Woman because uh, Wonder Woman was still in the vice grips of another company because mm. they made the uh, Linda Carter.
0: Is it Linda Carter? Yeah, Linda Carter TV yep. show.
1: Uh, the Linda Carter TV show. So they they couldn't do it. So they were just going to start pulling different bits from
0: mm.
1: uh, the Batman, Superman movies, and, and making a kind of full Justice League. And I think Eddie Murphy or something <laughs> like that was on board to play Aquaman or Green Lantern or something like that but there was a very there's a very old script i watched the shit out of that and it was people that you wouldn't expect to be playing certain roles playing those roles it was it obviously you know, Michael Keaton and Christopher Reeves as Superman and Batman but you had uh, Green Arrow in there played by Matt Damon or something like that who was very young very young at the time but this was um, this was meant to be post Good Will Hunting that they were looking to do this shit yeah and it was ridiculous
0: and that could have been the, like if that happens at that point comic book movies die
1: Oh yeah, I mean and you see yeah. what happened when they tried to reinvent or redo comic book movies in a different style, because you get Batman, Batman Returns, okay movies, not fantastic movies, then you get Batman Forever and fucking Batman and Robin, <laughs> and that killed comic book movies for a while, and it's good, again yeah. just bringing it back to the Marvel Universe, from someone who watched those movies as a child and seen the death of comic book movies mm. for a long time because then we got Daredevil we got the horrible Fantastic Four movies we got uh, one really good Spider-Man movie and two trash Spider-Man movies. Do you watch
0: your mouth sir Spider-Man Fantastic D- Four gave us Jessica Alba for that all sins are atoned
1: isn't it Jessica, B- no it's
0: Jessica yes, it is Jessica Alba yes
1: it is Isn't Jessica Biel but no <laughs> uh,
0: not, uh, no those came from, the, that came from the Blade movies Jessica, Jessica Biel Jessica Biel's in Blade 3, Yeah, the worst one ever yeah. don't fight me on this one don't I, I'm not finding we're, of the we're doing movies. the wrong podcast here yeah, right <laughs>
1: yeah but, but yeah uh, just just to see the comedy movies coming back in such a fucking huge way is very very gratifying and I'm very very interested to see the next step past far from home because far from home is the last uh last movie in phase 4 yeah then they're moving on to phase 5 yeah and I'm genuinely excited to see yeah what happens next because it's it's an open book at this point
0: yeah it's a strange honour to be in this part of cinema history. Oh, yeah. I know it's felt a bit played out at times, like back in. Yeah, the
1: superhero fatigue hit us pretty hard. 2015, Yeah, Guardians 2 and uh, like Ant Man stuff yeah. was when the superhero fatigue really hit. Then we got Civil War and everyone was just, holy fucking shit. It's back. But just. Back. Yeah, then we got Thor Ragnarok and ah. you know, everyone just lost their tiny little minds.
0: So, yeah. So, back uh, from. From the Gibberish podcast. Thank you. Yep, Thank
1: yeah. you very much.
0: And um, I guess that kind of wraps up the episode.
1: Yep. I'm not going to put a number to it because I don't think I could. I don't want to put a number on it. Yeah. I uh, just want to say that I love this fucking movie. This, and I yeah. will be buying it on Blu-ray very soon.
0: The point of a number is to recommend it someday. This needs no recommendation. Yeah. This is quintessential. Like, this goes beyond like that. This is now part of cinema history.
1: Yeah, this goes beyond arbitrary numbers.
0: Yeah. This is beyond numbers it's a yeah. good way to put it so yeah
1: because I think this is the first movie that they're theorising is going to break 3 billion at the box office
0: yeah and the this, this is box office it's not out on DVD yet
1: yeah oh DVDs I think DVD sales are going to fucking blow up the yeah. minute it gets better because I mean I've pre-ordered my copy already
0: yeah I'm going to wait and see if I can get a big box
1: yeah the Infinity up. Saga box looks tasty but if you're an idiot like me who can't wait and buys them all as they come out you're kind of kicking yourself on that respect
0: so uh, I've been Colin Grimm,
1: I've been Dom Anderson
0: and we've been talking about Avengers Endgame